cops finds out I got in trouble in school today, I'm definitely gonna be on punishment. Right, y'all, welcome to CBN Movie Night. I am your host, Rain Coleman. This podcast is a carefree black nerd movie club where we will review and critique movies both nostalgic and current. And today, on this inaugural episode, I have with me none other than Cole Jackson of Government Name, Black Lightning Matters, BYNK Radio Fame. And today, we will be discussing the 90s cult classic. House party. Go ahead, man. Hey, what's going on, people? This is your boy Cole Jackson. Wow, Rain, we're back. Well, yeah. it's not like lightning matters, but we're back again. <laughs> Look at that. We got, I guess it's a tune up before we actually like, get into the, the Black Lightning Matters uh, season three. So, man. But hey, everybody, I'm Cole Jackson. I am the founder and CEO of uh, bykradio.net. Uh, we are indie music, we are indie culture. Um, hey, it, we we we're, we're doing it. It's the fourth quarter, and we we black again. <laughs> there you go. This is a black ass <laughs> fall. Uh, <laughs> now, y'all. Before getting started, I want everyone under the sound of our voices to use the hashtag CBN Movie Night. For those of you who've been following me on Twitter, already know what that means. Uh, but use that when you're listening to this episode. Share your thoughts. Your opinions, your opinions about the movie, uh, the questions that we posed during the episode. I want you to answer some of those as well. Ah, so house party. Yeah, yeah. See, man, look, I'm saying check my catalog, fam, because it's good stuff in there. No. Like when you was posting it on like Twitter and stuff like that, I thought that was like dope as hell. Cause I was like, "Are you watching that?" Or like, "Oh wow, he's watching that too." Like you, you'd have like some really cool movies you would watch. Man, look, you, I got a Netflix subscription. I got some Hulu and something else. I got, I can't let this go to waste. I got to see where my money going. So I got, <laughs> hit that hashtag. You'll see tons of movies and TV shows. But for the show specifically, we're going to focus on movies right now. We might branch off into into um excuse me TV shows. But as of right now, it'll just be movies. Um, so this one is House Party. For those of you not aware, we'll give you a quick little synopsis. So House Party, this is a 1990 American comedy film released by New Line Cinema. It stars Kid and Play of the popular hip-hop duo, Kid and Play. And also stars Paul Anthony, uh, Bow Legged Lou, 
be fine from Full Force and Robin Harris. Now, this movie was released on March 9th of 1990. The budget was an estimated 2500000 for this film. This is back in 1990. Um, opening weekend in the U.S., it made $4,611,024. And um, overall, it made 263 or $4 at the box office. Ooh, that's so for a movie in the nineties, that's pretty impressive, I would think. I do too. I mean, for a black movie in the nineties. Yeah. Because um we are fresh when this movie came out, this is fresh out of the eighties and I mean, good lord, like I mean I think this was the beginning of where we was going as far as like black people and, and T V also, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I think the the 90s boom of TV black TV shows and movies and stuff like that won't be touched. Uh, I mean, think about it like this. We we I think that's when we started getting stuff like um Boys in the Hood mm-hmm. and, and, mm. and Malcolm X. Mm. And, I mean, not 1990, but in the 90s that's what we got. Mr. Society. I mean, we got a lot of like uh, what we consider cult classics in that yeah. time. So that's something else, man. I mean, I feel like this might have been like the boom. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop was at a at a really nice place in 1992. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I was excited. I was no, like, no, no, same. And it's funny that you say that because when I watched the movie through, I watched it through I think two, two and a half times. But when I watched it through that latest time, I watched it and I felt like this movie was sort of a blueprint for two different things. One for Boys in the Hood, and two for the Martin Show that we would get eventually. Okay, I f- because again, if and you'll like throughout watching this film, play, and Martin, the, from the series, they are very similar. Like they give me a lot of the the same vibes. I mean, one is a little bit more smooth, but that being said, it, it it's. It's an interesting, um, I thought that was an interesting um, kind of observation on my part. Uh, now, okay, now with the movie, young kid has been invited to a party at his friend's play's house. But after a fight at school, kid's father grounds him. Nonetheless, kid sneaks out when his father is asleep. But kid doesn't know that the three of the thugs at school have decided to give him a lesson in behavior, leading to what could be the wildest night of kid and play's lives. Bro, <laughs> this that was, that was good. This look, this is movie phone. Press one for kid and play. No, I just, yeah, this was a good film, man. It was shocking. It was a lot of shit going on. It's very much a movie of the time, but it is a it's a coming of age movie, man. No, for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. Like coming of age movie, we don't get a lot of those. Yeah, and that's um. Okay, so getting right into it with with what you said about how old were you when you well when this film came out? Well, when the when the movie came out, I was like ten years old. So, nigga, um, <laughs> like, I was three. So I don't know. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> no. <laughs> so, around about that time, man. But I I didn't get to see this movie actually until I was like you know twelve. Like uh, we had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. We got it on VHS. Okay. Um, and I remember getting to see it. Then, um, because I was super heavy in the hip hop, so 
Kid and Play being on there was like something else. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was like, yo, like, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, just to see a movie, because I think around about that time, like when I first seen it, the second one that came out, because mm-hmm. I think the second one came out in like 92. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was just one of those things where, like, just to see, like, the it not be something gangster or nothing yes. like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was, it was cool, man. It was a party movie, and, and I, I was feeling a lot of stuff that I was feeling at the time when I was um, when I seen it. You know, I felt that I was feeling like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was like, yo, like, this is me. Like, yeah. I'm trying to have sex, and I want to go party, and I want to do all these <laughs> other things. And, you know, I'm, I'm awkward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was, this movie, I don't know, this movie means a lot to me. I had a cousin, he was dark-skinned, so mm-hmm. we... We people call us kid and play all the mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. and so we kind of played off of that. So, is it that cousin that got married back in like Black Lightning season one or two? Nah, this nah. is cousin that live in the. <laughs> he he live he he smokes weed and he lives in like this shack. Okay, now not too much on cousin. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, of course, with the with the time with the movie coming out, I was much younger than you, and I only say much because. It, once you hit like 25, you just grown. But being a kid, we was in two different places in our lives. So a lot of this, though I enjoyed it, you may have to fill a lot of it in for me. Because I'm just like, oh, this was a good movie. I wasn't. If this had been a movie released in, say, 2004 with the hip hop and, and R&B scene of that time, I would probably know this like the back of my hand. Right. But being the 90s, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly, man. I mean, it's just one of those things, man, where, like, this... I don't know, man. Like, one, (laughs) they were playing high schoolers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Several motherfuckers over here that... Grown as the fuck. Like, like, full force could never be in high school. Fail. If I saw some niggas that big in high school, bro, I would have went crazy. That. Like, them niggas failed quite a few times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was I mean for me man when I finally got a chance to like when I finally seen the movie I was it just it it was it was a movie that wasn't didn't take itself seriously I didn't have to worry about somebody getting killed you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like it was more it was so it was comedy yeah and listening to Kid and Play's music it made sense for them to have this type of movie cause they weren't like gangster rappers they was they was singing party songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that shows through, like, throughout the whole film. Um, one thing I do like about this movie that I miss is it was, it felt like Friday in the sense that everything is happening in these few blocks. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is contained, and you don't have to jump around. They didn't have to go from New York to L.A. to Atlanta to make a good, solid film. This was... Beginning, middle, and end, we in high school, then we go home, and then we go to the party, and the shenanigans that happened throughout. Like, it was a very cohesive project. It may be silly, colorful, offensive in some parts, but, again, it's a movie of its time, and it's a solid... Like, they could have went and not made another house party, and this would have still been a great movie. Yeah. You know what's funny? You never really know where this movie's set. Like, they don't really tell you, like, yeah. this is Chicago, or this is Ohio, or this mm-hmm. is L.A. Now, it is they in Ohio, because the, yeah. they mentioned Cleveland quite a bit, and I think that the, 
house was actually Kid's house, like his house that he lived in. Right. But to your point, yeah, you um, because even the mention about Cleveland was when the dad was talking about Bilal. He was like, "Oh, why they name that boy Bilal? Like he from Africa? I mean, you know, he from Cleveland." But that was like it. It wasn't like we are in Cleveland, Ohio. So, right. yeah, but yeah. And it's funny, man. Like, it was so ambiguous with, like, the high school. Like, it wasn't like, you know, Martin Luther King High School. Right. Like, it, everything was very – the only thing you knew was there was going to be a party tonight. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Shereen then was going to be there. Duh, Shereen. <laughs> it was right. the finest – the two – Shereen and uh, what was Tish Kelly? Sydney. Sydney, Sydney mm-hmm. and Rain, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah." They so, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, for for real, that like that, it, and it was very like I look at movies now, like Mean Girls, um, and then let me see, nineties, um, like Jawbreaker, and I mentioned them specifically because those those high school movies with these scenes in cafeterias, and it it don't it they're they're different types of movies, so it wouldn't feel exactly the same, but those movies. Don't give me this like happy, a nostalgic, um, like familiar feeling that I get with watching House Party. Mean Girls and Jawbreaker are cult classes. I love both of them movies, but like they're they're not the, the setting of the high school in House Party. Like you said, it's generic. It's not Martin Luther King High School. There's not even school colors, but you know where you are. Like, you know we're firmly planted in high school, in this cafeteria, because especially if you are a adolescent of this time, most all cafeterias look like this. Yeah. Or they were in a gym with the fold-down tables. So, yeah. And it was cool because, every, you know, you were sitting with your friends and you was... T- I mean, that reminded me, like, how I would be at lunch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm at lunch doing the same. It it, it was very relatable. Like, um, I think it was Reginald Hudlin who mm-hmm. wrote, he wrote and directed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but for somebody like him to capture being a kid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, or being a teenager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was spot on, especially for that time. Yeah. No, for real. For real. Um... No, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, uh, and then looking at the cast, it's not like you took a bunch of actors. Like, there are actors, but you got, like, a lot of people who were popular at that time, which is something Hollywood does anyways. Halle Berry is popular when X-Men come out. We about to throw her in X-Men. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was popular when X-Men the reboots came out. Let's throw her in that. So it's like, it's not unheard of. But, like, full fort, like, again, like you said, these dudes... Look like the daddies in this movie. <laughs> Ain't no way. But that also lended itself to, I remember being in high school, being a freshman, and there being like a group of guys, maybe three or four of them, who had either been back every day after they graduated, or they had been held back for whatever reason, and they may not have been like 30, but they was a good 19, you know, right, right, while right. we 14, 15. They've been graduated for a minute. Yeah, and they just, they in it. So, man, I don't know. This just, this this feels good and familiar. I, right. I, yeah, right, man. Right. Um, I, so, let me ask you a question. Like Go I ahead. Said, when you finally got to see it when you were um, 
I guess a teenager. Did you ever? Watch, I mean, did you watch it when you got became a teenager? No, I was like, a kid. I was I was a kid. Like I was like probably about ten or something. Now my memory is hazy because again I was a kid. I was watching a lot of stuff, or going out playing and cartoons or whatever else. But I remember distinctively seeing this as a kid and the scene that sticks out the most to me is that dance scene because we my friends and i would mimic that dance even the the um sydney uh charade did like even all that fast moving high energy and plus i had cousins who were um dang how much older than me i think they're like 15 years older than me like i had older cousins and we just sit up and watch shit like this, dance, makeup stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I was about 10 or so, I would say, um, when I first watched it and, like, really understood what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it's... I always look at House Party as one of those movies where I cannot... You know, it's... every Everybody in black culture, you have a few movies that you do not not watch when it comes on TV. Yeah. You know? For me, it's it's uh it's it's three movies, <laughs> coming to America, okay, Wiz, and House Party. Like mm. no matter if those come on TV, no matter what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch those movies. Mm-hmm. I, I can't help myself. You know what I'm saying? Even the terrible, <laughs> the terrible TV version where they take all the cussing out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, for <laughs> real. Mm-hmm. Like I still sit up there and watch that, and it's it's it, man, it's it's good, man. It's 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 just, it's a good movie. Like, I don't know if we, we don't even really, I don't know how many com- coming of age we black movies we have. I don't either. And, and that's a good question to pose to the audience. Someone give us a list. Use that hashtag CBN Movie Night. Uh, join the movie club. Use that hashtag. But let us know what are some black coming of age movies. Let's say starting from. What from here, from the 1990s all the way up to 2019? Because I'm sure there are some out there, and there may be some that either we don't know about or they're targeted at coming of age young kids. But let us know. Um, like, yeah, you got to think about it like this, Ray. And I, I know this is two ends of the spectrum, but mm-hmm. believe it or not, I think, and you might not think this way, but Minister Society is a coming of age movie. Okay, go come, give me a quick little uh, explanation. I mean, Minister Society is about Kane who graduated from high school. Uh huh. He don't go to college. He hustle. Like, yeah. He sells dope. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. Dope dude. But he also has to come to the realization that hey, like I can't sell dope for the rest of my life. I have to like move. And it's this girl. You know what I'm saying? It's his his father figure's girlfriend for all intents and purposes who's mm-hmm. moving. And she's just like, you can do it, but you can have a better life than this. But he keeps getting trapped in, in fucking, you know, yeah. some type of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he has to learn how to grow up because she has a kid. The kid looks up to him. Kane, you know what I'm saying? Kane yeah. has to grow up. And he has to, like, be a man for about a lot of stuff. Because, like I say, he's fresh out of high school. And all he know how to do is hustle. Mm. Okay, okay. So, so, I mean, Mr. Society is one of those, to me, one of those movies that's a coming-of-age movie, even though it's got a lot of violence, it's got a lot of cussing, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of stuff that people might not like. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's a coming-of-age movie. Okay, so then to the audience to kind of ca- jump off of that, just to be clear, when you're giving us these um, uh, recommend not recommendations, this list, a coming-of-age movie, we have it listed as a movie where the central plot revolves around a person suddenly facing a life 
life-changing experience, trial, or tribulation. That person was once naive or childish or prepubescent is now suddenly older and wiser because of the experience. They see life and their place in the universe for the first time. Because when we when you said coming of age, I was thinking, man, is this just like like high school age? But that can't, I mean, you can still be you know young adult. You can like it's still coming of age. So keeping that definition in mind, send us you know a list of movies one, two, three, twelve, twenty if you got them of coming of age movies that are black coming of age movies. Um, Okay, so real quick, with the, the watching it this time at your grown age for this episode, how did you watch House Party? Uh, I still enjoy it like I'm a kid. Like I said, I I literally say the lines word for word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I will go through the movie and it's lines that I have to like, like play don't play. Mm-hmm. Play don't play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, uh, we're gonna kick your fucking ass like <laughs> it's certain things in this movie that you cannot not know I've seen this movie so many times um it's just like it's certain scenes that I don't even have to look I can just hear the, hear hear the hear the voices and just go ahead and just say the line out yeah so it's um but you know what it's so many different themes in this movie mm-hmm. like premarital sex yeah or, oh yeah um, Police you know, brutality. Like, like it's like um, the whole um, police police shit. The yep. police was harass police were harassment. It's so many undertones going on in this movie. It's ridiculous. Um, what was another one? Dealing with the loss of a loved one. Yeah, yeah, that and interracial relationships. Now, yeah, because I, I didn't. Think it was his his son. I didn't know that motherfucker was white. I didn't know kid in the movie was a mixed race kid. Dude, I, I, because I haven't seen it in at least a decade, watching it, I just assumed he was a light-skinned black boy. I seen his dad, the character who plays his dad. I'm black, I understand skin tones and black families, but it was, watching it again, there's just some things that on the opposite end from you, how you just know everything, there's some things that just, I just forgot completely. Like, there's a, a little plot twist thing that they did in it towards the end that I didn't even see coming because I didn't remember it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, a lot of that. It's a lot of, it's a lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, well, okay, so from this list, like, who's still working today? And when I say working today, because the... <laughs> be, be, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Shireen's brother, who Clinton Powell's in this movie. Oh, Shireen's yes. Brother, yes. At the door, with your bro, brother. when I saw him, do you know how fucked up? Okay, so a lot of times, y'all, those of you who have been listening to me for a while, when I'm getting ready to review something and it's already been out, I try not to watch it or consume it until right before I'm getting ready to review so it can be like the first time. I completely forgot he was in this film, so I didn't look up the cast. I made sure I stayed away from everything. When I saw his skinny ass, I said, motherfucking pastor from Black Lightning? What the? What the? <laughs> bro. Yeah. Nah. Nah. He is, he is the hood Samuel Jackson. No, for sure. For him. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I don't know a thing that he hadn't been in, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, 
Clifton Powell's been in everything. He yes. done played, played what? Martin Luther King? He done played Martin Luther King before. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Yeah, that motherfucker, he, he been in everything. Um, I know AJ, she... Uh, she AJ was, Johnson. Yeah, baby boy. Tisha Campbell still yep. doing stuff. Martin Lawrence, of course. Yep, still doing stuff. Um, God. Uh, yeah, so that being said, it's been... This wasn't the last stop for most of these people in this film. So Yeah, but you could tell that this is I'm not saying maybe their first role, but this is one of their early a lot of people's early roles. Oh, yeah. Think, man, this this movie was pretty much written for Kid and Play. This was a vehicle for Kid and Play. Yeah. And they made several movies, believe it or not. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It they they did an amazing job too. Like I, I think you can't look back on this film and the things that happened. Um, and the cinematography, the aesthetic, the clothing, the um, it felt a lot like looking into a black household, a black life, mainly because, and this is part of the reason why I say I think this is a kind of blueprint for Boys in the Hood, because just looking at the architecture, look at Kid's house, look at Play's house. I'm from the Midwest. These look like houses that my grandma owns, that my family has lived in. And even though it is feels very Midwestern, whereas Boys in the Hood is very much rooted in Let's California, yeah. it still lend themselves to this very 80s, 90s um, uh, black middle class, lower middle class type of that I feel like a lot of us are familiar with. Even right. the kids now who maybe live in condos and shit, like you, you still know a family member with a house like this, or a friend who lives in a house like this, or something. It feels very familiar. I think that another thing that 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 this movie touched on as well is like the class thing. Like, oh yeah, yes, the, yes. The part of all the upscale black folks. Now, I don't think it's funny because at first you're kind of like taken aback because them, those black people are just like, oh, who, who is this young man? Who yeah. is this, this hoodlum coming in here rapping? You know, and, and and then when the cops show up, then they, this is what I liked about it. When the cops show up, the black people are like, we're not going to press charges against them. They're black kids. Yeah. They just being kids. Like, yeah. yeah, they might be some poor kids and we might be upscale, but we're not finna sit up here and make them look bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and then it was cool too that those people were just like, you know, when they was, when he made them say, I am somebody. Yeah. What the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that. I understand. I like that. And the funny thing is, it's funny too because Tisha Campbell's character, um, Sydney. Sydney. Mm -hmm. Sydney. Sydney's father, which was, he was in the party. (laughs) Which, that's, that's the thing that fucked me up. I did not, I didn't remember that. The crazy thing is, Sydney is still hanging out with her friends from the projects. No, no. She lives in this great neighborhood. Her dad, she says her dad owns a couple of grocery stores. A couple. A couple. And her mom works at a bank. But but even even piggybacking off of what you just said, that's clear. That's a clear distinction. These people have money. These people don't. Think about play. He is 
for all intents and purposes, wealthy compared to other people he go to school with. Like he even uh Shireen, he's like, Yeah, he was talking down on people being in the hood. He right. was uh first of all, you in this big ass house. Your mama for whatever reason, and it wasn't anything negative, she's able to take a trip down south. Right. Um, she got all these nice gowns. You got nice china in your house. But then you look at kids' house, and it's in the same neighborhood, but it don't look as great. And even right. further, you look at Shireen's neighborhood in her apartment. Yeah. That's the project. Well, projects where there's a sniper, like not currently during the movie, but she mentions, yeah, most dudes are scared to walk me home because little Michael's or Mr. Williams' son, Michael, was shooting people with a sniper gun or something. I'm like, what? This is all in the same neighborhood? Like, what the fuck is this? But the cool thing about that was, like, everybody came from a different type of background and Mm -hmm. they still got along. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Every everybody was, you know, like I would look at um, Sydney as like, you know, upper middle class. So it was play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think kid, you know, was like just middle class or yeah. middle class. And then Shireen was like, I'm in the projects. I'm poor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the cool thing about the movie was you got to see each side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not, for, oh. not for a long period of time. And but, even no, no, know, even Martin. I want to jump in with the list you just made. Uh, yeah. Bilal, he seemed to me in the same maybe tax bracket as as Play, but mm-hmm. okay. So follow me. Play is cool. He's smooth. He's suave. The girls like him. He's you know upper middle class, middle class kid. Same kind of awkward. Girls like him. He's poor compared to Play. Mm-hmm. Bilal was in that same bracket of Play, but you just not socially you not kid is still above you so you do got this mixing of financially we fall into these different categories but then once we're all together that shit kind of go by the wayside because regardless i'm in this single parent household in this kind of old ass house but i'm still my breath don't stink like yours nigga like girls still like me so it yeah yeah Yeah, and we're, we're friends at the end of the day they were all cool with each other nobody yeah. looked kind of nobody else everybody kind of was like you know what i'm saying like everybody just hung out with like people were just people with it. they were just friends with each other that mm-hmm. Was it. Mm-hmm. like that's that's pretty cool you know what i'm saying compared yeah. to like what how things are now it's like oh you're poor i'm rich you know like mm-hmm. shut up nigga <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> just <do> it. <laughs> it's it's i like the dynamic that they had in this movie, man, like everybody being friends and just being able to just be cool with each other. And it's like, you know, honestly, man, like we don't, we don't get movies like that anymore. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just don't. Even when they went to, um, you know, even when they did House Party 2, I mean, you could still see the different type of backgrounds people was from on House Party 2 when you went to college. And, you know, like, Kid was like, oh, you know, I'm not trying to jump ahead. but No, go ahead, yeah. But, you know, like, I, I like that dynamic, and I like that nobody looked down on nobody else. I thought that was an awesome. Thing. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Um, trying to see, cause I'm trying to see. Uh, Risky Business. When did that movie come out? I only say that because there's a part in, in 1983. Um, there's a part where play is vacuuming his house getting ready for the party though he ain't sliding across through hardwood floors and just a t-shirt and some socks it gave that 
risky business. It felt like it was kind of an ode to other films. Um, and maybe it's just by happenstance, but I would imagine any filmmaker, regardless of the time period, is making a film based off of, you know, some experience with films before. But, um, you know, no. It is like giving a film, I think that the music and the dancing and everything in there gave that movie energy. I, I think they knew who their demographic was when they came out came out with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like, this is for people who, this is for the hip-hop heads. Well, not hip-hop heads, but, you know, black kids who like rap music that are mm-hmm. teenagers that want to see Kid and Play in a movie. And, of course, you know, Kid and Play is known for dancing, partying. Mm-hmm. Their type, that's their type of rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The energy that they had throughout this whole movie was amazing. Yeah, it was very consistent. I felt like nobody changed. And not that they didn't have an arc, but that they didn't change. Like, you seem very different from when you started the film. Everybody seemed consistently themselves. Um, and that's one thing I do like. And that's saying a lot, you know, when you're dealing with a young cast like this, some of this uh, being these people's first movie. Um, yeah, so let's see. So, um, okay, diving into the film. It, it, a lot of shit happens. We start off um, at school. Uh, we get kid play Bilal sitting at a at a at a uh, lunch table, talking about this mm-hmm. party. Um, Can we wait? Hold on. Go ahead. Let's go a little bit earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that it's important to, to note that we we really start off with kid waking up at home mm-hmm. and we understand that his dad works his butt off like there's a scene in the movie where you know his dad falls asleep like he makes like he's like I'm, I'm making breakfast and he's yeah. like oh okay dad like you're thinking he gonna make this little Rudy Poop raggedy break, mm-hmm. breakfast for him. and then you know you see um one, one you see like he done came in from work He's talking about overtime, need this overtime. Yeah. He's knocked out because he don't work so hard. And, you know, kid takes his shoes off and gets ready for school. Finally gets down to the table and it's this wonderful breakfast. Like, this, he's a single father. Yeah. Like, that's another thing we don't see a lot of. He's mm-hmm. a single dad. He's a widow. Um, and he makes this grand breakfast with eggs, bacon, toast, you name it. Right. Orange juice and all that for his son after he didn't get finished working probably one of the hardest shifts he's ever worked in his life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like that they set that narrative of understanding like these people aren't rich yeah yeah no, no this is true um, a few things I forgot though is that you get all these microphones set up his little in-home studio we get this I don't care what you say this badass pajama set he wore with yeah, the hat it was fired I was like ah, okay nigga give me one of them no um yeah, and then even the dad's room. Now, for me, I don't know if this was a marker of him having been with Kid's mom because it looks like a very feminine room. Not that one gender is assigned to color, but it felt very much like he was with a woman and she designed this whole because it feels like my grandma's house. Um, and I don't know if that was accident or, like I said, because this was shot in kids home I, eh, I don't know do with that what you will but yeah um, yeah so uh, like you said we established that he's a single father um, and also that I'm, the casting I think was good I, I would like to 
hear what a white person at the time thought of it only because at times it seems like they don't really understand dynamics like you get this running joke about and this happened in um family guy the cosby's about what well, if you all come from the same parents why are some of you this color and this and that and i know that's played for laughs but i don't think a lot of people understand that you can have a very dark parent and a very light parent and have a light child or have two dark skinned parents or whatever else whatever combination i like this casting because you could have easily gone with someone who looked entirely different from his dad. Right. I like and that. I think Robin Harris, at the time, Robin Harris, Robin Harris is a stand-up comic um, that could have been one of the greats. Yeah. You know what I'm Eddie Murphy and stuff like that. Um, he was very successful. And he, you know, he, he passed away mm-hmm. before his time. Um, I thought the casting of Robin Harris was amazing because a lot of his stand-up, believe it or not, was infused in his in his character. Oh yeah, improvised. His, his stand up um, was hilarious. Mm-hmm. If you guys um, haven't heard Robin Harris's stand up, please you can find it on YouTube. And he, he's got like a thirty minute uh, set that you can listen to, and he's he's hilarious. Uh, and I think that it was awesome that they got him in this movie. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. And, I, and it, like I said, it looked. Because honestly, he looks a lot like one of my uncles. Like, and I've seen my uncle's children, and some of them look like kids. Like, you know, so it's just like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I did appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, so we get to school. They're at the lunch table, which they're sitting so fucking close. Um, <laughs> these tables is close. Bro, they, they packed in there like, ah, uh-uh. um, that yeah that was some that's some shit and and that's partly why we get the inciting incident which is kid um kid play Bilal at the table talking shit god damn talking shit and um them talking about this party I'm putting them at like junior year how old would you put them cause they never I, say them niggas is probably like that was probably senior I think it was Okay, okay. No, no, you're right. Because kid, when walking Sydney home, is like, yeah, I've been applying for colleges too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, senior. Um, I like that. And Play was sitting up there like, yo, man, we going to have dope women, dope women like them. Yeah. And then it goes Sydney and Shireen, and I ain't going to lie, they did look good. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Sydney mm-hmm. and Shireen was some fine. And they, the thing about it is that what I liked about the casting of Sydney and Shireen was they were regular regular girls yeah like they have big booties they didn't they just looked good like mm-hmm. both of them looked good i think one thing in the 90s that 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 was uh, that you can you can clearly tell yeah it's light skin dark skin the colorism dynamic mm-hmm. that was going on um you know you if you, could, you can't have one dark skin person without a light skin person yeah you gotta have all this gotta have some interminglings but um i when I heard that, I thought about when I got into high school and talking about going to one of my friends' parties and stuff like that. It was the same thing. Like, man, like, who's going to be there? Like, mm-hmm. oh, like you know, guy uh, name Cherie going to be there? You're like, Cherie? Cherie going to be there? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, the dialogue was just, to me, spot on. Like, I don't know how many house parties you'd have been to, oh, but I know several. When, I was, when <laughs> I was a kid, that's what I would used to, that's how I used to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, 
then I was like, ooh, so and so gonna be there. Oh, man, yeah, got now. right. And then that that informs how you how you getting dressed. What you, what you, what cologne you putting on, and you know what, what time you trying to get there. Who you showing up with? So yeah, no, it it felt real. It felt real. Um, and I like that in this opening scene. The only person whose home we've seen is kids. So if you're going into this blindly, you don't know who's wealthy, who's poor, who's like you don't. That's not that's not a factor. That's part of the plot going forward. But it's not everybody's on equal footing. So you you make your decision about them immediately, and then <clears throat> you find out more about them, and maybe that informs how you think later. But everybody's the same. So. Yeah, uh, but no, so we get the inciting incident where a kid backs up, scoots out his chair, uh, this grown man that has a crush on him, because you, you can't convince me this nigga didn't like kid, uh, yeah. pour he some milk on the kid, man. bro. Can I say something here? Go ahead. Okay. Like, I get it. Like, they got into a fight in school, and he was pissed. But I don't really think that... A bully is going to be looking for this. He literally okay. We're I'm jumping really far. Ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. He set this boy up to get raped in jail. Listen, like, listen. You don't hate nobody that much. I mean, maybe he did. That's love. He loved that nigga. <laughs> Everyone know. Woo! That was. Like, I know that you. I know you need an antagonist in the movie, and I get it. But at what point do you say, you know what? I done did all this shit and I still ain't whooped his ass. I'm let me just go home. Also, keep in mind this is a school night. I will see him tomorrow at school. <laughs> like we can pick this up tomorrow. I like this ain't no Friday, Saturday. This is like let's say a Wednesday. Like you gonna see this nigga tomorrow. Ugh. Bro, I I was and you know, and it was me. <clears throat> okay, I'm on the spectrum. I am a queer man, so when I watched this first, I was like, okay, I'm I'm sensing something, but let me not, let me not look too deep into it, because again, I hadn't seen it in so long. But more well, than he, he has the scene where he's like, yeah, man, I'm about to get with a woman. Yes. I'm about to wipe that ass. Yes. And I'm like, was seeing this fool, and I'm like, yikes! Nigga, like, they homeboys <laughs> on the damn on the in the. Yes, yes, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying, man. No, so, we don't. Honestly, Ray, like I kind of see where you're coming from. And Ain't no man going to make excuse about that. What I'm going to say, okay, think of this movie, but then think of Don't Be a Minister South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And this is my personal opinion. I feel like this subtle homophobia, gay, I like you part of the movie I think they handled it really well in this film because it wasn't, it was played for laughs because of course it's the 90s, but it wasn't something um, that they beat you over the head with. So watching it, I can appreciate it and be like, eh, that nigga, he probably kind of like him. And like let it go as opposed to, remember when they had Homeboy get out of jail, he was like, yeah, and when you see a man in some soap, go down and crack his ass. And it's like that, that like that was a scene played for laughs. This was he had crime that said, <laughs> pardon my language when I say it, but he said, I got you running around town like a bag of the heat. 
Me and my boys can't be beat. <sighs> yeah. There's a there's a lot. So that that's something else entirely. That jailhouse thing was some shit that should not have. Oh, bro. <laughs> Yeah, this man, this man walked around, which this was probably hot at the time, but he wore a sweatsuit blouse. I, you can't tell me that cut that that WWF. He looked, he looked bad. Yeah, he was swole too. I was like, okay. Yeah, he said, "We gonna turn that fade into a ponytail." Yeah, yeah. So, so for that little bit of praise I gave this movie, trust and believe, it is terrible at points. Like. Mainly <laughs> that scene in particular, <laughs> but um, but okay. So getting back to the fight. So after it's broken up, security guard, you just as big as the mother niggas. Where you been? You know, what I'm saying? you roll over and tell them to get away, and now we in the principal office. But you just as big as them. You the same age. Y'all, Lawanda out here. Like y'all got kids play together. That ah, <laughs> hey, ah. yikes. Um, yeah, so. Mrs. Boyle, the principal, uh, and, and it was this scene. I was like, oh, something going on there. Um, but yeah, she pretty much tell him, you know, you ain't in, you you in the wrong, but you ain't in the wrong. But I still got to tell your dad. Like you ain't kicked out, but your dad got to know. Why would you iconic? Why would you call his mother a, a guard or two? Yes, yes. Two black dudes like who are enemies at this point. Like what the fuck? <laughs> So, and, and that's, I mean, look how, even in this instance where y'all are not cool at all, there's still this element of, like, solidarity, because it's like, what the fuck is she talking about? This older white lady who has no understanding of our community, or not to the extent that this would make sense, like... They look like nigga. What the fuck? And I, I look like that at them. Like hey, what? <laughs> why would you call his mother a guard dude? Which is like, how is that an insult? That weird. <laughs> yeah. So, Miss Bull, um, we send kid home. And the thing I found interesting, and I'm thinking this is just a way to move the story uh, along. Why was he gonna get mail? Like, why was he getting correspondence that day? I was like, eee, this is, like, I feel like, and this is jumping ahead, but they should have, which, it's, what I would have done is made it be a two-part thing. This shit happened on Thursday, you suspend it, but you on Friday, you gotta not let your dad know, so you're waiting for the, like, how do you stop the letter from coming, not let your dad know you're in the house, and just make it to the weekend? Like, but... Yeah. But so. that's funny because, okay, Ray, have you ever got in trouble in school? Yeah. Okay, I have too. Now, typically, they call your parents. Yes. So, I was just, it's funny because they're having this conversation. He's having this conversation with Martin about getting in trouble, which is hilarious. And yeah. Martin, they're going to call your parents at the five. That's when they think they're home at work. I know. And I was like, that nigga right. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to call at the five. Yeah, for sure. Which even that in itself kind of shows you the tax bracket that each of them fall in because a lot of people who are, or black people in particular, a lot of us didn't have the regular 9 to 5. So like in, in the Midwest, in Michigan, 
factories were a big thing. So my mom and other people's parents worked those evening shifts at a factory. So yeah, you can call all day long. You go get this voicemail and just go get erased. That's what's right, gonna right, happen. Right. It ain't. Hey, you yeah. Which was, that's what I was saying, like, why would you send a letter, how do you send a letter that day when I'm going to assume this is lunch, so the fight happened, mm, approximately 11 o'clock. Right. See you at 12. What? Who? Yeah. I was like, nah, fam, this ain't, this ain't how it worked in 1990. So. Right, 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 right. They get the letter the next day. That. Or Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I still... I liked it. I mean, it's a plot point to move, mm-hmm. and it helps the narrative. I think it was cool too. You know what else was kind of cool? Like, like kid's dad wanted to hang out with him. He yeah. Like, hey, homework, and we can watch a movie. We watch Dolomite. He's like, oh shit, dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like he, it's like I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, him being a single father. And Jubal wanted to spend time with his son and love his son. He's like, do your homework. And he even still was like, you know what? I'll let you go to the party. But had your ass back him by like 10, nigga. You know what I'm saying? No, he said curfew. Because that was, I was like, when is his curfew? He kept saying curfew and they never put a time on it until like much later in the movie. So he said, have you back by curfew. Yeah, but I thought that was good. Yeah. I thought the whole thing of him talking about, well, I need to get this overtime. I got to pay these bills. It just that whole scene, man, with him between him and his dad, and and you know, I I'm looking at it from a standpoint of like, you know, you know, not really having my dad around like I wanted to. Um, I just thought that was cool. He wanted to spend time with his son. Yeah, just I I really enjoyed that. And I have to imagine that that was intentional. Like you can't because this is around the time where you got a different world where you got black people on TV and in films doing well or being viewed in a way much different than you're getting now when you had though this is much before it you had girlfriends you had living single you had martin you had um that's the first thing off the top of my head but then you have this shift in the very late 90s early 2000s where upn became cw and you don't see stuff like that as regularly, so I think I think that was intentional because it would have been easy to make him a single mother with kid versus mm-hmm. a single father, you know. Right, right, so. right. <sighs> yeah. Um. So we get the kid cleaning up. Uh. After we didn't got off the phone with Bilal and and oh no, play cleaning up after getting off the phone with Bilal and kid and uh, for, uh kid's name is Chris and play's name is Peter. For those of you who don't know. And I love, I really did enjoy Martin in this film. I remembered him being annoying, but watching him, I was like, oh, I like him. He is annoying, but I like him. That's the runt of the group. The the, But he's, though he's the annoying, irritating one, he has the service that you need. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think that they, he, I think Martin made, you can't really have this this um, friend movie without Martin. Yeah. I think Martin really, with the jokes that he had and the time on his own screen he mm-hmm. had, was really good. And I think he, he completed the the friendship very well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, and it felt like they were, like, yeah, like they were real friends. Like, it felt like these people knew each other. Um, 
And I do like again the fact that he's the bad breath, annoying little dude, but he has what we need. Like um, McLovin in the um, what movie was that? What am I thinking? Where he had to get the the beer, the other. Uh, what was that? Badass, uh, super bad. Woo. <laughs> yeah, like he was, you know, kind of the runt, but he, you know, was able to come through. So that being said, I did like him. Um, yeah, so we do get the letter same day. Kid tries to hide it. His dad, you know, opened a letter talking about, you know, I got to go handle some business. Go upstairs and talk to Kid. And he's not yelling at him. It's like, can you explain this? What is this? What is this about? It's not... He's not overly aggressive. He's talking to his son. He's having a conversation. He's expressing his disappointment. They're talking it out. Um, and I like that he wasn't even really mad about the letter. It was that you tried to hide it. It's like, yeah. he was like when, when was you going to? Yeah. And also, and this is to people who have had a loss. I've lost my mother as well. But he says, you know, I'm sick and tired of using your mom as an excuse. You know, I would imagine maybe she died, what was it, a year or two before? Yeah, it's it's still probably pretty fresh. And not to say that you just need to get over it, but for myself in my situation, it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. But even still watching this, it's not that I go around using my mother as an excuse, but it's like I can see where you could probably easily fall into this. Not that, not that... Not that he's wrong to feel the way he felt about homeboy calling his mom a hoe, Mm -hmm. but understanding that even if your mom was alive and he said the same thing, that his insult was not going to change. So you can't let your situation affect... How am I saying this? You can't let your mom's passing constantly trigger you at every moment when something like this pops up. Because yeah, it's going to happen. I don't think this, this was the first time that this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That. You mentioned that this case. This wasn't the first time that this has happened. Yeah. So, um. He had to get out of. He got to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he's like, "Look, you know, I'll be back by curfew." You know, he said, "Remember, you said I can go to the party." I was like, "Ee, what, nigga? Like, I would have <laughs> never said that to my mom." <laughs> Yes, and like, and I do another thing I like because it it gives the impression that there is communication, at least on a very superficial level. Because if they say no, it'd be different if Peter's parents were going to be there, but you know they gone down south, so no. Yes, 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 and uh, yeah. So in that. Yeah. Which is the class iconic line, man. Like, what the? He said, get your mind together, get your mind on them books and off them girls, or you're going to make the same mistake I did. That hit me in the face when he said that. Yeah. That was was real. I mean, everybody kind of like. Well, at, at at the time when you're a kid and you hear that, you're like, "Oh man, he didn't say shit." But like when you get older, you kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Man, that's fucked up." You know what I'm saying? He he realized the mistake he made. Mm-hmm. And apologized right away. Like it wasn't no, I'm your, I'm the parent, so whatever go, I say go. It was like, look, you know, I, I fucked up, my bad. Um, yeah, that I'm working, I'm, you know, I'm working my butt off, you know. Yeah, and. 
that was a legitimate concern. Like, yeah, there was, you know, harsh delivery, but I don't want you to deal with the same shit I had to deal with. So, even though partly part of that is your mom, you know what I'm saying? So, that's life, Nick. It's mm-hmm. life. I think it's cool. Moving past the scene, I think it was pretty funny, too, that the whole play uh, and be loud. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, I'm going to come over. Like, play can't stop fucking with these girls long enough to get his DJ to the party. He is horrible. Bilal, like, Bilal the whole time was like, I don't DJ for free no more. I'm tired of DJing for free. Cause yeah. Like this. He's just like, man, I'm going to be right back. He's like, <laughs> he said, play. He's like, I'm the DJ. He was like, what am I supposed to do? Kick that bitch to the curb and put me in the car. Yes. And he was like, she was like, bitch. Yes. <laughs> he was God. horrible, man. <laughs> He had points, but his delivery was trash. Oh God. And play, of course, was like, man, I messed up, and I'll be right back to come pick you up. Bye. Man. <laughs> I... Took his equipment to the house and left him there, man. You got to be kidding me. Uh, Really quick, homegirl looked just like Cardi B in the front seat. <laughs> you can't tell me that, that wasn't Cardi B grandma or something. That was uh, her name. She's she is always played small roles in movies. Mm-hmm. Her name was Ladonna in the in the movie. I'm trying yeah. to find her name was Kelly Jo Minter. She I remember her from this movie called Summer School with Mark Harmon. Okay, and I was I was like she's fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but um, she has always been like an actress who's played like small roles in so many different movies. It's ridiculous. Like. If you look her up on IMDb, you will see her in several movies that you um, don't even realize she was in. Yeah. She's, she's been an actress that has been in just a lot of movies. And you'll be like, I know that face, but yeah. I don't know her name. Yeah. Her name is Joe Mentor. She has been in several movies. She's been in several black. Like, if it was it was a lot of actors in in this movie. Yeah. Where it's like, if you was black, like, they gonna cast you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can get some overlap from, like, so many different black movies. It's ridiculous. But right. It was good that black folks was acting at that time. No, so, for real. Jobs. Yeah. That was a, oh, that was a time. Um, yeah. So, I already, I, I could tell you right now, play, I ain't like him. In the, I, I enjoyed, he was entertaining, and I enjoyed the movie, but he was the worst person in this entire film. Like, yes, he's every movie he was like that. Every kid and play movie he was the worst one. He was like, is, "Are you serious, man? Like, really?" This dude is trash. He is a horrible friend. I don't even. But again, that felt very young. Like you, yeah. you young. You got your mind is on one thing, and it's these right. girls, um, or whoever you attracted to. That's hell. a lot of. Also, I feel like it's some deleted scenes that we need to find out. About. Yes, unsolved mysteries in this movie. Go ahead. Like, like, I guess I, I don't think I'm ste- skipping anything. No, go ahead. Uh, I'm skipping like kind of like that's the fine. Part where they change where they chase kid, but like chill and groove. What school they from? Them niggas wasn't around at the, at, at school in the lunchroom. I didn't uh, see him now. Uh, well, <laughs> well, maybe they. Why is he McLovin, I don't know. <laughs> Both them niggas look like they was in college. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who who in this movie didn't look like they was in college? Just the little boy who made the Kool Aid. He the only one 
who was cast correctly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These these folks. No, yeah, no. I think so. And I mean, that's much like with every movie. There's always at least one or two scenes that didn't make it or that were cut short. But yeah, it did feel like there's a something missing. Of mysteries on him, like. Chill, chill and groove, mm-hmm. and the th- it was a third dude that just fell asleep that yeah. came with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another mystery of the girl who kept dancing with kids. Like, yeah, like that did. went nowhere. And then homegirl was it Ladonna with the with the Eddie Monster bang? Like she had the no, black. That one Ladonna. That was like some I can't remember her name. No, 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 no. In the she... movie, was her name Ladonna? No, Ladonna was the girl that was in the car. Well, this chick, she who asked where the food at, and he was like, "This is you know convenience store down the street. Have what you want." Oh my god! But but speaking of Ladonna, there's a scene in the movie that's random as hell. Like Ladonna come out of some room. Mm. We don't know she didn't got some. She didn't had sex. We don't know if she just woke up from a nap. She just looked drunk and terrible. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was Groove who. Tried to talk to her and she told him to step off. Yeah, like, Damn, that's when he like, first walked into the party. What happened? How did she get like this? It was too long. It was too long. They had to cut some stuff. It was too long. Man. Oh, mm. Well, think, uh, we've already talked about the the party scene with, with the older people with the with the frats and stuff like that did you with no. the sorority and fraternity no I do want to go back to that only briefly because that's the thing that I did not see coming at the end when we find out that Sydney's parents are in that group so yeah. you know we talked about that and you know whatever else and that was kind of an odd scene but it just reminded me it, it showed me how immersed I was in the film Right. To the point where, and I'll, I'll say this, a lot of times, and I've been watching TV and film for years, and for the last couple years, um, I've been kind of dissecting them into act one, two, and three, learning different parts of films and movies to the point where I can kind of sort of predict certain things that may happen. Mm-hmm. But I was so into this movie, into the experience, that I didn't even think, you know, I wasn't trying to guess what was going to happen next. I wasn't trying to see okay this is act three so after the inciting incident then you know a change has to happen i wasn't it, my mind didn't go there like it does when i watch other stuff newer stuff this was right. just like let me enjoy the ride so when we did find out sydney parents were at the event i was like oh shit that's cool like that that i got genuine joy from that so exactly especially when you find out like he messed the, he he I, well, I don't say he broke his nose, but you know he like messed his nose up. Yeah, he had like a little thing the whole rest of the time. Mm-hmm. With his nose. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that was a uh, that was a good that was a great twist. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, it really was because it seems like a random party. The more that scene goes on, the more it kind of makes sense. Like, okay, this is an area where there's a mix of black people. And wait, the fact that kids' dad keeps talking about. Like the other parents working in their shift, and then Weatherspoon, Witherspoon, excuse me, he keeps talking about how much he paid for this house and how much, like, <laughs> like that. Though it was a joke, I'm like, there's, there's something here that they're constantly reminding us of, like the level of maybe finances in these different black households. 
Like right. there's, I'm picking up on these little cues. Uh, plays mom's um, expensive dresses. Uh, kids dad working overtime and trying to get more shifts. Um, the garden party with these opulent blacks, these these wealthy blacks. It's like, and this is all in the same fucking neighborhood. Like, yeah. Man. But I, again, that goes back to what I said, what we talked about earlier, being different is deeper meanings and it's cool to watch stuff that's what i like about watching things from back in the day as an adult because you see these these different things like there is seriously a class you can you can see the classism well i ain't gonna say classism but it's a class system there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's there and it's trying to it, we are trying to it, it maybe i'm reading too deep into it but mm-hmm. i just feel like that's something that you know like they're trying to show us, like, hey, man, don't matter what background you're from, you can still be cool with somebody. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I I, I agree, because, um, yeah, no, I agree. Because the charade project girl, she was cool with the new, new character. So, she, yeah. She was fine, though. She was fine. This dude, once she, like, 40 fine. when this film came out, man, she, wow. she grown yeah, as hell. No, I'm saying because she grown <laughs> as hell, but she look, like she still looks good to this day. Wait, how many project, how many project women have you ever seen in your life? I've seen plenty. Fast, no, what I'm, nigga, I'm saying her herself. She is an old. This nigga, that Popeyes. Yeah. No, nigga, that's homegrown. That's the that's the store. That's the store. <laughs> this nigga. Yeah, yeah. Um. So another uh, element of this film that I truly enjoy is that there are no cell phones. This is. Pre or yeah, pre yeah, pre this information computer cell phone age. So here, what where is readily accessible? This man writes his rhymes on a piece of notebook paper. Paper, oh my god! Look, there's house phones that are not wireless. There are um a bunch of shit, but um watching it, I do like. That now, if you made a movie like this now, you would have to actively work on not including those things in your script. Whereas before, they just didn't exist, so we just wrote a movie. Where now you have to be like, well, shit, why don't he just call someone? Well, no, they don't have cell phones back then, so you have to make it make sense. I just I like that aspect of it. I I I gotta say this, and I'm gonna say this, Mm -hmm. guys. Can you? Hollywood, if you're listening, because we know Black Lightning writers listen to us. <laughs> Hollywood, if you're listening to this podcast, could you stop putting names on things and calling them reboots when they're really not have anything to do with the source material that you that originally came out? Mm. Could you kind of stop doing it? Hey, here's a... I know this is a crazy idea, Rain. This is crazy, <laughs> but how about doing something original? Ooh, I'm asking a lot. Ooh, I'm asking a lot, man. I don't know if they gonna do it. You think this the '90s, nigga? You, I'm asking a lot, bro. Because apparently people don't want to do. And the thing is, it's like the original stuff doesn't get. Um, it doesn't really get the love it deserves. I think Upgrade is a, a very original movie. Upgrade. I love that. Yes. What is okay? I've never seen it. Go ahead. Upgrade is where this guy. Um. Um. Something happens to this guy. Chip gets put in the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. He, because he has to walk again, but ends up something else happens. It kind of takes over his body, and he whoops a lot of people's ass. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. You should watch that movie. Very okay. good. Very original. Uh, um, it's amazing. I just, you know, I'm tired of people making things and just, like, they're going to do a house party reboot, right? Are they going to do mm. And they're going to, and I don't think it's going to have anything to do with, like, I don't think you can capture the magic again. Yeah. I, I think you could if it was something else. Like, um, speaking of a reboot, I, I think to make, I think a successful reboot does not always have to include characters from before, but they could be mentioned. Um, no, no, no. Let me take that back. To have a successful reboot, I think you have to have someone from before or something from before, depending on how you're playing it. Because if not, then it's a whole nother thing. Like the Boomerang reboot that's on uh, BET. You could maybe call it that because even though there aren't the characters from the movie, the the brand, the fashion brand, like all of the the world that that movie exists in exists in that show. So it's kind of... But if you... I just think when nothing stays true to the original and not saying it's the same exact plot line but if you're not pulling directly from the original then it's just something else entirely I, I can't make a girlfriend's reboot and then just have three random girls who just live in California and just give them the names of three of the girls and say this is a reboot that's something else that's a show they do that all the time yeah yeah no you're it's right it's tired and it's weak and it's like just come up with some stuff and like just just Come up with something, man. Like, be original. Stop tag putting popular names with stuff. Like, just quit. Mm-hmm. But that being said, where you get your original is with indie programming, like BYNK Radio. But you Maybe. get <laughs> you get people who are grassroots, guerrilla style, shooting, recording, creating. Just like this, though this movie had a huge budget, I could see this very same movie being made now by some young kids with a camera and an idea. I don't, I don't think this. The parts that need the budget is maybe like the the fraternity sorority scene, um, like the police scene, the police station scene. But like that's something that you can recreate which they do that a lot in web series and though you can kind of tell okay he ain't really in no jail cell you suspend belief because you see that they're telling they're making a good story so yeah, yeah. Really in no jail right you know he, he in an old bathroom or a basement or something like but right. you know they make it work so i this gives me very much old school it gives me very much web series now yeah though it is a Big budget film, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, you're yeah. right. Because it's something we could do from our phones, like uh, apps and shit that you. I can make this movie from my phone. It might not look exactly the same, but I can get kind of close to this, you know. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm ready for Hollywood, and I'm ready for these young directors to actually get an opportunity to make, um, at, for them to get budgets to make movies that are original. Yeah. We have a lot of young writers and directors that are out there that want to make black movies and they can't get budgeted for it because we got to put remakes out there. We got to put reboots out there. Mm-hmm. Like, when are we going to get to a point where we need, where we're going to 
give these original thinkers something um, better and give them the money to do it. We have to do it ourselves. You, you have to support these indie creators. If someone has a Patreon, if someone has a Kickstarter... Um, I'm speaking from the comic side of things because that's what I'm used to. But you support an artist, even if it's not monetarily, you you share. Right now, there's a guy who has created a Static Shock fan-made film. Done an amazing job. Just wrapped up. David Kirkman just wrapped up his Icon um, fan-made film. This is on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube, and I'm heavily pushing for right now because he's um he's 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 taking comics that he enjoyed as a kid, and he's making these this expanded universe that is a fan made film. I don't know that he's getting any money for this, but what I do know is it probably takes money to make this film, if nothing else, but to share his work to boost and amplify his work, I'm going to do it. That's in my wheelhouse. A black man using black properties from Milestone with a black crew pushing these stories forward. Though they are reimagined versions of his own stories as a kid, this is how you do a reboot. You put the properties in the hands of the people who are reflected in the property or the people who have a love and admiration for it and you move forward with them. You don't say... House party work back in 1990. Let's work it Let's in 2020. Um, for people who want to follow this 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 cat, uh, it is under. I just had it. And I'm pull it back up again because I found it. It is under Woke Nation Entertainment. You that's on YouTube. Yes, it is. Okay, so and then if you want to follow him online on Twitter, it's David Kirkman. Uh, that's at David Kirkman. And then there is a Static Shock movie without the E. So one word, Static, S-T-A-T-I-C, Shock, S-H-O-C-K, movie, M-O-V-I. Oh, snap, he got the Static with the Malcolm X hat. Yeah, like the whole, everything in that oh, in that film yeah. was good. The clothing, the cinematography, and that's, again, an example of someone who was taking a property and they are shooting it guerrilla style. Yeah, he has a team, but you have this small team that believes in this project. You have people who aren't professional actors, and I'm sure aren't professional at some of the other parts of it, but it's so good. It's an hour film that we might have to do a little CBN movie night on that too, but I'm it's... Down, man. I'm down. Like, I am down. Like, mm. wow. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, please take time out to, to follow this young man and um, and help him realize that what this dream is. This is amazing. We need more of this. Yes. All right, we got we, we veering off, man. Um, now, this is very complicated. So we in, we at the party now. So we got all the shit that happened. Uh oh. Let me dance. 
Bro, that I love that. That as a grown ass man, I was like, oh, okay. Hey, I, it yes. was dancing porn. As hell. <laughs> Fam, these motherfuckers, nobody sweated. So what I think happened was they was like, okay, these are the lines we need to shoot. These are the angles we need to shoot. We got two hundred of you motherfuckers here. I need the first fifty in. Dance like you trying to break every bone in your body. Man, Just don't knock over the actors. Hard. Yeah. Hard. Yes. Hard. They were dancing hard as like, fuck. I was over here like, oh shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> they motherfuckers was like, music was going and it was like, oh shit, they was gone. Yeah. Yeah, for real. And they look at how they're dressed. I know me, I sweat. So I I keep that in mind when I get dressed for anything. These motherfuckers is at a house party in track jackets, blazers, blouses up to their neck, vest. Like, but it was some dope fashion. No, it was. And we we're mimicking. Oh my! How much stuff did you see was that's being worn today in that in that yes. in that scene in that house party in the yes. Movie? Actual party scene. On top like, of that, yeah, this stuff is getting worn now. But also that take a little, um, I don't know, Earth break. I'm sure back then summers weren't as hot as they are now. Uh, shout out to global warming. So you could probably wear some of that shit and be okay. Though this is a movie, I'm sure it wasn't. Well, listen, I, I just know the fashion sense that I'm pretty sure a lot of people stole. We. What we're wearing now, as far as like fashion sense wise, mm-hmm. is is we're we have blatantly took from from back then. Oh, for sure. I, you know what I'm saying? Like retro is in, but damn, I was like, half that shit is in fashion in style now. Yeah, yeah. Like all of it, actually. I I I challenge you to find one piece that you can't either wear the full outfit or take a piece from a few different people, mix it in with some stuff of your own, and make that look good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even the t-shirts, like, mm-hmm. yeah, even some of the hairstyles, like, this was yeah. damn good. Right now, right now, retro basketball championship t-shirts are in. Yeah. Like, oh, I love Like, it. old school Bulls oh. shirt. Yeah, well, Never yeah, the mind. champion. Never mind. Yeah, no, the cha- champion's back in. I remember people used to get dogged out about champions. Which is weird. Feel it too. All that. Yeah. But, like, I'm talking about, like, um. Like '96 Bulls uh, championship T-shirts are are back in, like the retro Bull T-shirts or the retro, um, uh, the old school. Um, if you want a uh, NBA final championship, like those shirts are in. It's crazy. I I do you one better. I just posted on Facebook um, Will Smith's new Bel Air collection. I seen that. Which I'm definitely going to spend an entire check on. I'm yeah, getting I'm, a jacket. I'm getting limited, a shirt. So I gotta get it too, bro. I like. His, whatever. I don't want to go down that route. Uh, we got to talk about that off air. But it's it's very much Bel Air, but Bel Air of the '90s, and it looks like you put on any one of these pieces, you can walk right on set and be right. You can fit into the movie, period. So, yeah, that's that. Um, so we at the party, and then we get Walter and what was his wife's name? Um, I don't remember, but he was he was like, hey. You kids, shut the hell up, y'all. You can't turn down that damn noise. Public enemy? Public enemy? Public enemy? Public enemy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I want hey, a public enemy? What's wrong? What's wrong, brother? You by yourself. Must be that big waterhead you got. That. Maybe. Yes, you do got some nice ones. 
Oh, I'm just messing with the kids. I'm just messing with these kids. This Man, John Witherspoon is funny. If I die before he do, he got to speak at my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need John Witherspoon at my funeral talking about how bad I am. No, for sure. Man, he, with this little part he had, they played that perfectly. Him and his wife. That was so good. She's that like, was, leave them kids alone. Yeah. And him, <laughs> like, the way they fleshed out this world, this is why I say this could have been a series. You could have left it at just one movie, but it was a satisfying movie. Because there was a point in the movie where she, the wife, was like, caught him by another man's name. And yeah. that could have... And if you did not listen, yes. you would not have caught that. Yes. And it's so subtly... And then if you watch the movie, her eyes bug yeah. Harry and her eyes say, oh, what? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> huge. That's why this feels like Friday to me because it's a very contained st- It feels like you were dropped into someone's life for real. It didn't right. feel like this world started when this movie, when you hit play. It felt like this, all this shit was going on and now you're just here. So... Kudos to them, man. Kudos to them. Hey, baby. Yes, you do got some nice ones. Yes. Like, you are a pervert, sir. <laughs> in by today's standards. Leave these Go people alone. Don't dance with your fat ass. Go on down for the call. Hello? 911? I'll hold. Right. <laughs> right. This, and then he talking about, oh, don't cuss at me. I'm cussing, I'm cussing at me. You, I'm cussing at you because you cussing at me. I'm like, what are you, are you on the phone with 911? What are you... What are you doing? Like, <laughs> man. Uh, now, then we get the one of the mysteries. Homegirl who kid was dancing with at the party. Was she black or was she like Middle Eastern? She looked. She didn't fit in. That's yeah. all I knew. Yeah. And I'm like, Who's, whose girl is this? <laughs> like, And what was the pro Like, I, she's a pretty girl. I don't see any issues with her. I see that she's not sure. Everybody who walked past, even Martin, she she wasn't no terribly ugly girl. Now she didn't look like the other chicks but in the was, movie. They was treating her that way. Though. No, yeah, but that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Is like what, like to your point earlier about the mystery. I don't think either two things happen. Either there are some scenes that are deleted that would have made this make more sense, or they didn't write this well enough because I was like okay I get he don't like her I get he likes uh, Shireen and I, I see she how people him. yeah but where is that coming from mm-hmm. that's what I was like okay there's something we missed and like maybe she was obsessed with him maybe she just liked him and he didn't like her maybe she mm-hmm. stink like there's something that's not connecting mm-hmm. with her um, especially when he when uh, Bilal was making them switch partners which that was cool as fuck. I like that. that I like awesome. that. That never happened. I've never been at a party where that happened before. I've Ever. I've seen that happen in movies with white people, predominantly white people, and mainly it's been like line dancing or like that Cinderella princess waltz type dancing. I've yeah. never seen that in a black film that I can remember outside of this one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, so there you go. You got weirdo over there. Uh, then we go back to. Uh, the, the three musketeers looking for a kid in this jeep. Got the three musketeers. Bro, they these three uncles, that's what they is three wise uncles. Um but yeah, so they driving around looking for homeboy and this when we get that story about um 
uh, when I'm with my woman and I'm whatever, I, I think of him. that ass, and all I can do is see this fool. What? That's weird. <laughs> and then, and then it's like his choice of wording. He said, "Ever since this fool came into my life, it's like well, people don't. That's usually reserved for like a lover or like." But this is the thing, though, Ray. Like, why are you so mad? Like, you beat him up because you can't you kiss him. Because you can't kiss him. So, because even the extent that he goes to burning down a house. You that obsessed with this motherfucker? You want to burn down his house? The, it ain't even his house. It's right, Play's house. Ah, fam. But I mean, I get the feeling disrespected by playing his friends. But yeah, you. Eh, that's a very interesting. It feels like hey Arnold, like Helga, Helga <laughs> hating Arnold but having a shrine. I was like, eh, this nigga Trump got a whole bunch of pictures of the kid in it. You can't. Right. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's it's weird, and it's like. Let it go, man. Go home. Like, get drunk. You know, like, it's so many other things you could have done to, tonight. Mm-hmm. And you are dead set on fighting him again. When you won, that's the killer part. But, right? Like, mm-hmm. you beat him up. You won. Where's the problem? You you he, embarrassed him. You beat him up. He... I he mean, get to yes, touch you him. got in trouble, but you get in trouble all the time, so it's, you should be used to it. No, it's... So what's the problem? Why are you still looking for this? And then the the chance meeting, that's the thing, too. Like, they had another chance meeting. Mm-hmm. A meet cute, but, yep. But, but I'm saying, when he was headed to the party, you remember he was like, he was like, um, he was, he was walking across the street, and the dude kept going, and he was like, hey, and he looked, and it was him. Yeah. But you already beat him up. So it's not enough you because do? you gotta touch him. Like it's not enough. Like you, when you can't. I'm trying to tell you. Look, I'm speaking from the other side, Cole. When you can't, and it ain't from personal experience. I ain't beat nobody up because I wanted to sleep with him. But when you so like little kids, why you think they hitting and pushing each other? They in love. It ain't reciprocated, nigga. But he in love. <laughs> I just look, fam. He in love now. Um, um, yeah, so so at the party, first of all, I think the ugliest outfit in this film is plays concierge tan and <laughs> Easter yeah, groomsman jacket combination. That shit was ugly as the fuck. Hey, hey, he was getting girls though. No, he like, was he, like uh, when old boy had showed up with the heart. To, uh, cut out in his head and stuff like that. He was with his girl. Couldn't think of his girl. Oh name. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like this is uh, uh, and she was like, I think she was like Shalanda or something. Yeah. Like, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I hope to have this dance. With yes. Like, and she was like, he was like, nigga. And I was like, she killed. Yeah. If you and see, I yeah. watched so in detail. Like even when they walked into the party, she still had her head turned looking at this nigga. Like, yes, I'm yes. Glad you brought that up. So in this whole film, another thing I truly enjoy because I think they don't do a good job at things like this now. Everybody was at odds with their friends over another um, uh, uh, love interest, so to speak. But that's, that's high school, bro. But no, 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 no. I like that. But what I'm saying is in a lesser movie, 
they would all hate each other behind it. It's like, oh, we frenemies. Where this was like, no, nigga, this is it's just what it is. Like this, we carefree. This is what it is. Sydney and uh, Sharon, what's her name? Sharon. What's it, Sharon? Kid and play. Even that little situation right there where homegirl came through the door is it was like they did such a expert job. And even the reasoning, because Sharon was like, uh, yeah, I asked them both out. One of them gonna be in trouble. One of them gonna be available. Like that to me, that was solid logic. One of you niggas gonna be on punishment. Man, play was a fucking macho pig. He was a he dog. Was like, you can't, he's like, you can't go with no project, girl. And then his reasoning. His... You can't hit that. He's like, what do you say? It's, he said, like, some is mating time, dating time, which is mating time. He was like, take it down to the little, uh, to the front room and pow. <laughs> yes. But I mean, not in, uh, views expressed in this movie do not reflect my own, but his logic kind of made sense. Like you, your dad work at night. You can't. He's strict, so you would do better with the wealthier girl who has more freedom because the project girl, quote unquote, you won't have access to her. She can't come to your house. Her house full of people. Like I was like, this nigga, you're disgusting. My parents work nights. Oh, she can come over here anytime she want to and get Kool Aid, and I can hit it and all that stuff. Ah. I was like, damn, this nigga sucks. He is horrible. <laughs> he is horrible. Uh, you have to think, man. Like, play through all of the movies that they've done has been that character. Well, like, I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit it. I'm I'm smooth. I can hit it right, and you want me? That's it. I don't remember them, and I'm not gonna watch them until they come up again because I want to. Be assaulted with this nostalgia. Watch House Party 2. We oh, gotta do a follow up on House Party 2. I remember them being in college and the shit. In, in the, I remember That's that. Worse. Yeah, yeah. It, thing. I think this movie was rated R, if I'm not mistaken, with all the cussing. Yeah, I'm sure. R. I'm sure. Cause all of it was rated R. I had to watch this film through iTunes because I, I won every vintage CD place I went to did not have it. I don't own it myself. I think I have it on VHS still, but I don't have a VCR. So when I rented it, because I wasn't going to buy it. If I'm going to buy it, I want a physical copy. When I rented it, I put the captions on. I like to see what's on the screen. A lot of the fuck you and this and that, they changed in the captions. Where it was like, it, 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 I don't know an example of it, but I know like they weren't saying fuck a lot. They were saying like forget you in the yeah. captions. Not the the movie played as normal, but the captions they altered those. I'm like, damn, see, yeah, So to your point, this probably was rated R. <laughs> no, I mean, unlike you, uh, you are your uncultured ass. Ah! I, have, I have the four pack. I have House Party one through four, the four pack. All right, all four of them because they're amazing. So and the Walmart being. Huh? We got that from the Walmart bin. Don't act like that's an original from way back actually, in the nineties. <laughs> actually, brother, actually, brother, I got this from FYE. Mm. So mm. <laughs> oh, opulent. So I, I go to I go to real movie places that sell movies. And I got this from I got this from FYE. It was a four party pack, uh, and it was it's amazing. No, for real, no. Yeah, so I guess you're ready for every single follow-up episode. Shit. <laughs> I got it all right here. As you can clearly see. Bro. Uh, this nigga. So, 
we get the famous dance scene, which is just like in an action movie. This will be that knock down, drag out, bloody fight. Like this is the central point of the movie. This is like partly why you even come to see this movie for this here. And this was, I loved it. So kids, let me just let you know right now. Kid and Plank can actually dance, and they actually dance. Another thing that you guys might not know is AJ Johnson and Tisha Campbell, they could actually professional dancers, yeah. They are trained in dancing. They're not just actors, they can dance. Mm -hmm. And this was a real scene done by them. No uh, stunt dancers or anything like that. They put the routines together and they did the dances, and it is amazing and very iconic because it has a kid and play dance that everybody loves. No. With you saying that, and I don't want to sound like the old uncle, but this, I think, is part of what makes this such a good movie. Think of recording artists. Back in the day, before social media, you had to tour. You had to make a name for yourself from the ground up. It wasn't as, as simple as getting a viral video. Not shitting on people who do that because that's the times we live in. But much like that, here, you could get a stunt double, sure. But with the budget, I'm sure that's more money. Tisha Campbell and AJ can dance, like you said, so why not incorporate that into the movie? Uh, Kid's dad was a comedian, so I feel like, and I could be wrong, but a lot of his lines when he got to the house was improvised. Like, you just talking shit. Like, uh, you you played to people's strengths to the point where, again, recording artists back in the 80s and 90s, I have to tour. I have to be able to sing well. I can't just auto-tune, again, not shitting on nobody, I can't just auto-tune something and make it sound good. Like, I have, there's a certain level that I don't think you, there's like a, not a hazing period, but like a pledging period, so to speak, that you had to go through back then to make it big that we don't have anymore. Right. So. Well, you have to think, I think that budget that they had for this movie wasn't really the biggest Mm -mm. Well, it's best, um, and they had to work with what they had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and and to be completely honest with you, thank goodness that they did not have that type of budget to go overboard with. And you know, again, this was a movie that was generated that was that was geared to push kid and play. So again, if you go back and look at old videos of kid and play, um, even watch the. I think they had a. a TV One had what was the what's the TV One series? Uh, uh, where are they? No, not where are they now. Um, something it's something to deal with music. Um, yeah. Unsung. Yeah, unsung. Yeah. If you look at the unsung show, TV One unsung show. It kind of breaks down some stuff from the kit from House Party. Um, again, man, you guys go look some of the stuff up. It's actually pretty pretty awesome to 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 know that. All of these people got this. This is a black high school movie, coming yeah. of age movie. I can't say that enough because we don't get a lot of them done you well. Know, the Wood, I think, but, would be one of those. But even that, The Wood, um, uh, uh, I think in in most recent years, Dope was probably a good one. Yeah, because and I say good one um, because there's nothing to have a well-oiled machine like, let's say, Sony say, we're going to make a black film. Let's put Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa in the movie. Right. Though that may be entertaining, that's not good in a way that this is good. And I bring up Dope. Dope, um, was that an indie film? I think it was. 
Shamish with something more. I can't think of his name. Spider Man from Into the um, Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, he uh, that movie came out in 2015, mm-hmm. and it was actually set. No, it was set in 2015. They just yeah. dressed like they was just in with but, the 90s. They but were just had a, that was their aesthetic. But yeah. what I'm saying is that movie made now in recent years closely resembles this movie as far as feel like though it's some drugs and it's a lot of racially ambiguous looking folks and whatever all in all it's a tight story that's about a young group of kids a young boy specifically dealing with some trials and tribulations and comes out better for it at the end but it does feel like this movie it feels like it could exist in the same way that this movie does what was that? Twenty something years later. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Was it Shamik? Shamik. Yeah, his name is Shamik Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's he's acting in a ton of uh, ton of ton of stuff. He's in the Wu Tang uh, special right now. Yeah, I haven't. He was either. in um, what was the Netflix hip hop movie that Nas did? I can't even think of it, but. Uh, my favorite. Oh, I love that. God dang it! What is that? Um. Shaolin Fantastic. Um, yeah. Why is that escaping me? The Get Down. Whew. Yeah, the Get Down. <laughs> is the DJ that we call conductor because Shaolin Fantastic is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm that, now that's another. Oh, might have to put that on the list. That's a good. That's a good series that should have never been canceled. Yeah. But I digress because that's my shit. Um, the other reason why I think this is the best scene of the film not only do we get this high energy dancing this good music but we also show off um uh kid and plays lyrical ability and you also get movie within it so think of it like this if you showed somebody only this portion of the movie where you get the um the dancing in the kitchen that spills into the living room you get uh, kid talking to Sydney and uh, to Shermaine, whatever. And then you also get the kind of back and forth freestyling. Just that alone, I think that gives you what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to see the rest, but I think that would make you interested. Like, okay, I want to know these people. So you get a little bit of movie, a little bit of dancing, and a little bit of uh, rapping. Can't get no better than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a pretty good story. Stories are not, not too bad. Yeah, no, 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 it is. And it's it's simple. And that's, again, less is more. You could do a whole bunch of shit with this that would have taken away from it. But at its core, it is a boy having a party, his friend trying to get to that party, them trying to get to these girls, and ending with an ass whooping. Like, it's... It, it, <laughs> it writes itself. That is it. The rest of it is... You know, wonderful window dressing, but it, it adds to the story. But that's pretty much what this story is about, you know. Um, yeah, so the, the the relationships between the folks, you know, oh, you knew I liked him, or why are you pushing up on him and he pushing up on me, and I don't dance to slow songs, and well, I dance to fast. So it was, it just felt like. So here's my thing too, like, and you might think I'm wrong when I say this, but. To me, Kid was kind of like a nerd. He was mm-hmm. moderately popular. But it seemed like girls liked him, but I think Shireen was like, he too young acting. Like, girl, you in high school. 
Well, she might be used to that. She might be used to older guys or guys who... What play is this chauvinist pig? And that might more closely resemble the older guys or the guys who she's used to. Right. You know, so... No, I see what you're saying, and I, you know, I agree that was... That was something else. I was like, yeah, we are... And what young, <laughs> right? But what young young acting thing was he doing? I was like, okay, maybe he's into like Star Wars, but they never focused on that because um, all the things he was into, play was into, play just had more money. Right, and the thing is, the funny thing is, it's like at the very beginning of the movie they established this crush that both of these girls have on kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk past and he's like. Y'all like, hey, they like, hi, kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey. And he's like, you're not coming to the party? Mm, I'll think about it. It'd be nice if you guys come. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then, you know, you find out that, like, like, Shireen likes to, like, flirt. And she's a flirt. She's yeah. a huge flirt. And you find out that Sydney really likes the boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting, too. And I would, I would like to see what women thought of that because I have my own feelings, and I think it was cool. I think they played that, you know, right the um, the writers, whatever. But I wonder if that came off genuine to women. Is that like, yeah, that's that's a conversation I would have with my own girl, or if it was like, nah, nigga, we wouldn't have been like that. You know, I, I, I wonder if, um, yeah, I just wonder. I wonder. Well, I thought that the one part seemed pretty genuine when they were just like, who's going to be at the party? Like, play. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, dragon buff, allow. Duh. And then, then usually what girls do, your man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh-uh, he your man. Like, mm-mm, girl. Like, that's your man. And right. Like, mm, y'all know, both want that motherfucker. Y'all better go play. Yeah. 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 Uh, shit. Yeah, they, um... Yeah, they like them some some kid. Uh, <laughs> so, um, kid, do you know? Honestly, I don't want to say nothing, but you said it. <laughs> Light skinned nigga. Uh, <laughs> that's probably why his crush liked him too. Uh, coming in with that damn <laughs> Lane Bryant blouse, butts through the door. <laughs> um, wait, wait, okay. I'm trying to figure out where we at. We passed the dad scene. They oh grabbed. yeah, we we where these motherfuckers came beating on the door. And playing them wouldn't let them in. So, here's my question, too. Why didn't they just push the door open when Play was the only one there at the time? Like, they easily came on in like that. Well, they they kind of tried. Uh, the way it played out, like, they kind of tried, but then all the Play's friends came. It, but I was like, y'all little. Watch, these... that, watch that scene again, Ray. Mm. Like, Play was there for a good 30 seconds before everybody showed up, and he clearly had his hand on the door. I'm like, is Play that strong to keep you keep this one man out? I mean, he charming. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's strength. Charming is strength. I don't <laughs> Nah. Uh, yeah. So that's when he decided to get a bat and a, a crowbar and some gasoline. I was like, what? So that we could burn the house down and beat them with the bat and the crowbar when they run outside? What? So let me get this straight. Like yeah. you that mad that you want to murder him now? Look, this man is in love. And he's doing crazy <laughs> he's things. He's scoring lover. I, 
it just seems very obsessive to the point where but you know what it, to to the movies credit kind of there were no guns in this movie except for with the police officers so you could have easily been like oh we just gonna shoot these it wasn't that type of movie so I can see the bat but I can't see the gasoline I don't understand <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm with this program, with these bats. He was like, yeah, we just going to beat their ass when they come out of the burning house. Wait, <laughs> burning house. And the friends was like, no, nigga, this ain't, you, like, you too deep. Why do you want to burn these people up? <laughs> like, and on top of that, y'all big as hell. You don't need a weapon. Y'all big. Or, here's an idea, take the bats knock out the windows and just go in that way. Nobody dies. <sighs> windows broken and that's it. Well, y'all are some very polite bullies. That <laughs> fam. <laughs> I, well, rush through the door because he could play open the door without knowing who it was. And you easily could have just ran through because you're huge. You all play linebacker. That, <laughs> this, yeah, no, you're right. That's the part of the movie where we go and we talk about class uh, class again because he tells them, uh, play tells them, I want no hoods at my party. Sharon, Sharon is at your party. Is she not a hood? And, and this is just me, my ignorance. Is a hood just a dude from the projects who's a troublemaker? Like, what is a hood? Well, here's the thing, too. I think he was looking at it as troublemakers. Like, they clearly get into all kinds of shit. They do. The yeah. principal said it at school too. Like you're, she's like, I'm tired of you getting him coming to the principal's office, young man. Here you are again. Like he clearly gets into some shit all the time. So I don't look at that as like hood equating to poor. I'm looking at hood equating to you get into shit too much. Okay. And I can't have you in here. Okay. Well, I had a bat and some gas in the back of his fucking truck. Man. Yeah. Okay. So now you're making me question if they're even. Like poor because he got a whole jeep, the clothes, even though they're kind of not be poor with a jeep like that. That jeep, yeah, new as hell. so he probably is from a more we never saw their home, so they probably are from you know two the things, nicer area. It's two things that happening either he got money or he sell dope, and that's kind of where I was going with the hood. Because I was like, man, maybe it's just them. it's a lot to unpack and to speculate, but. I, there's a clear difference between them and Kid and Play. He can't sell dope because in part two he was a security guard. Well, I don't know. spoiler alert. No, um, yeah, I remember that. Um, I don't know that nigga gay. So we get back to <laughs> we get back to to the party. This is where we got our, our lyric battle or whatnot. Because even within this back and forth freestyle, it seemed like they were performing together, but they were. At each other, like nigga, you ain't finna outrun me, like, well, cause one place there can't nobody get on the mic but him. Like, what kind of rule is that? Ugly. Um, I don't give a don't fuck. There, man. But your best friend is a rapper too. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. my house, my party. Well, well, don't come to my house for the rain, cause you can't get on the mic, brother. Man, I, I'm the only person rapping here. Dump that mic in some water, nigga. Fuck that mic. Wow, you a hater. Uh, is and I'm gonna I'm gonna put some gasoline on the side of your house. <laughs> You'll get a bat too. Is <laughs> oh man, and he play got like you could see him being upset that kid was like folks were responding to him. And I'm like, damn, 
Nigga, you was the hater. But at the same time, like, everybody went through that cycle of we at odds, we best friends, we at odds, we best friends. Let's be honest here. I felt the same way, kid, <laughs> when this dude was like, the roof, the roof, the yeah. roof is on. Like, nigga, don't nobody do that shit. Yeah, he said, that's old, nigga. God, yeah, like, what the fuck is that? Did he say the Sugar Hill guy? He said something. He was like, that shit old as the fuck. What are you doing? <laughs> and they was responding to it. I'm like, well, either they like it or I don't know. Maybe this nigga just that cool. He that charming. Like, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> wrong. Keep getting kicked out of the party. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, homeboy was drunk. This fat nigga in a full suit. Um, what's what's homeboy name? Who kept bumping? <laughs> Bruh, the only one. Well, play was for a minute, but this man was in his Sunday's best. And he was the only one sweating in this movie. Like that was intentional. But that was inten- that was that was an intentional um, choice of the creative team because out of all that hard ass dancing, nobody sweat but this nigga. Like, yeah, you did that on purpose. And I took it, I was under the impression that he was the only person drinking at the party, too. Because nobody else seemed like they was, everybody kind of just came in at the, like, party. Yeah. Like, nobody was drinking for, nobody, I didn't, it didn't, for my, for me remembering, nobody was drinking but him. And he was like, you need to take this kid because this make your dick hard. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um... Something I want to point out, because again, I, I haven't seen the House Party series in a while, but there's a point where Shireen and Kid goes upstairs, and Sydney is at the bottom of the steps, kind of hollering to them, mm-hmm. and that scene is kind of mimicked, but in reverse, in the next House Party, when um, Sydney and Homeboy, the fraternity dude, I think, mm-hmm. were on yeah. the steps at the... Uh, that big yeah. And that was, I'm like, okay, so again, I don't remember much, but that scene came right to mind as soon as I saw her yelling at them upstairs. I was like, okay, I have to watch part two now. He was for the bag because he was technically trying to, like, he was going to try to get it, hit it. And he was like, no, nah, I don't want you to hit it. And it was bad. Mm-hmm. That was, he, he was the weirdest looking black dude I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> the weirdest looking black dude. <laughs> like, he looked like he was in a comic book. Yeah, yeah. With he that is. Kid. He um, is. So we're missing a very important part, which is Robert, which is kid's father. Oh yeah, that's next coming up. Yeah, <laughs> getting up, <laughs> putting his jacket on. Oh yeah. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm confused about. Here's another confusing thing. So he kid been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. He snuck out, but yeah. it's like. The part that he snuck out of, as soon as the door closed, it looked like his dad woke up. Yes, now, immediately. Did he, wake up? did he wake up at night, not go upstairs and check? Did he go upstairs and check? Was like, well, all right, he went to the party. He'll be back. Or like, I think mm, I'm I'm leaning more towards that. Because at one point, he was like, you know what? I'm going to give him another minute to walk through that door. So right. it felt like he knew the boy snuck out and that he where he was going and that he would be back. But, yeah. Yeah, and then you get like the funniest walk scene of like him walking through the neighborhood and the police pull him over and he's just like 
He said, I know why you stopped me, because I'm a black, he said, I'm a black dude in a black neighborhood of the black block, and you want to bust my black ass. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to put his hands on his hip. Oh, yeah. And the police say, freeze. And he's like, well, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the police pretty much had picked this dude up, man, and I just liked the jokes that he, he kept making. But it, they were relevant jokes because the police were really harassing him on some bullshit. Yeah, for sure. So I just, I just thought that was... And then, so here's something else, too. That's an unsolved mystery to me. <laughs> he goes into the party, right? So he's yeah. looking for for kid. He's looking for kid. And he's, you know, running down these kids and like, y'all need to be going home. Y'all in here doing some wrong and all this stuff. And you then know them people in the home. Point, the kid with the Jerry girl who was easy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was him. Yep. Why did he jump? He was like, oh, you, you remember he was like, oh, you here. I should have known it was you. And I was like, what did he do to you? And he was like, <laughs> He said, "I see you for the." He said, "He said I see the dripping from the driveway." Yes, yes, yes. And he just started going in on this dude. Yes, man, and I'm like, "What did I want to know what he did to him?" Because he said, "Oh, it's you." Yeah, I know you was here. Look, <laughs> your guess is good as mine. He's pissed. He was pissed. He's mad as hell at that dude, man. He just went in on the man. He was just like, "Yeah." He just went in on the man, curl. And everybody but, else, shit. But, for, but how does he know Ezel with the curl? How does he know him? Cheeseburgers. What happened? Cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> You're so stupid. Them cheeseburgers, man. Yeah. That was weird, but I liked it because nobody snitched on him. Oh, yeah. The kid, kid was right upstairs trying to get some ass. Mm-hmm. And nobody told him. Like, everybody was like, hadn't seen him, sir. Hadn't seen him, sir. And then Tisha Campbell was just like, uh, Sydney was like, yeah, um, you can't go up there. Because she could have easily mm-hmm. hated him out and just let him get caught. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, you know, um, play don't want nobody going up there with no shit on their shoes. He said, you trying to talk about my shoes? Which was like, <laughs> bro, what are you, what? Why is that your response? She was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That man... He, yeah, it was, it was so cool that nobody ratted him out, man, and and everybody was being a friend. Um, it was it was good, and you know, kids just being a kid and just trying to get some booty, and he was mm. like, she was like, no, nah, like I ain't finna do that, and then she was like, she was like, kid, you um. Your dad, and then, and he was like, she was like, what'd she say? I was just I'm about to my get pocketbook. It. I was just about to get it, and he's like, now nah, we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that man, this is a good movie, man. Um, All the time. When he walked them home, like just, I think everybody did a really good job because you could tell by Sydney's body language, she was upset. Yeah. She didn't have to say anything. Um, it, it, she, I don't know. She just did a good job. Also, I like that the the dark skinned girl was the kind of what is it object of your affection for lack yeah, of a better she term. Was, she was, she was Though they kind of fucked it up a bit, but you know it was that everybody was after her. Um, 
Again, we can get to that colorism debate, but there's, there's a lot to unpack there. But the fact that this was a beautiful, dark-skinned girl, and she just was another pretty girl. It wasn't, she pretty for a dark-skinned girl. It wasn't Sydney was prettier. Like, she was bad. Like, you could tell, even in the way that they dressed them, though there is that, oh God, I hate to say this, like, project element, so to speak, to it. You could tell that Sydney was a pretty girl, and she dressed nice, but Shireen, like, oh, and this could be a bad thing, but it seemed like she, her body was more, not amplified, more highlighted. And that probably, yeah, that probably is a bad thing. I didn't want to get into that because I, it, it would take a while to unpack that. But at its core, the dark-skinned girl was the one that was sought after. Yeah, she was the object of everybody's affection. Yeah. Everybody wanted to talk to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to talk to Shireen. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome, too. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, with Kid uh, walking them home, I do like the scene between Shireen and uh, Sydney where she like, you can't be playing them both, and that's wrong, and they best friends, and you knew I liked him, and now you, all this other shit. She was like, girl, you jealous? And yeah, exactly. that... Again, any lesser movie or a movie now would be like them two girls going head to head. Shane was like, if you think I'm treating him so bad, he walking you home, shoot your shot. Like, Yeah, she like, was like, you know, if you can do better, take him. And, and she's like, I ain't like you. And she was like, she was like, life is short, so let the cars fall where they may. And I was like, oh, shit, man. And, and then she was like, well, I ain't like you. And she was like, whatever. And she was like, hope. I heard you. And it was... It, that's an exchange that I would have seen between two men. I don't think I, my mind would have went to that being two women. Um, and so I like that. I like that too. Uh, yeah, so Shireen is, she's, she's going to do what she got to do. And I like that. And the thing is, it it didn't seem to be about sex because she never let these dudes kiss her in the mouth. She just danced with them. It wasn't no. She was like, don't. She was like, don't beg. And yeah. he was like. I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. She really not. She's like, I'm not giving it up like that. Nah. And, and I like, and nobody had sex in this movie. Like, so it wasn't even like sex was the end goal. It was just like, this is what it is. Uh, like when he ended up at Sydney's house and they in the bed, about to the fuck, and he got an old ass molded condom. She ain't on birth control. When kids said to her, you know, yeah, I like Shireen and blah, this and that. But when it came down to the both of you, I, uh, I like, I want you. No, he said I like you as a friend. He said I want you as a friend. Right. She get upset before she could say something. He said because I think if you're gonna go out with somebody, you should be friends first. I was like, oh, yeah, that okay, was, that, was, that was very high school. Ooh. That was high school game, right there. Yeah, you but I mean. She got that smile on her face. He was like, ooh, I'm going to give him some. Now. Now. Th- must be remembering this wrong. Because they had this conversation. Huh? Let me say this. Go I ahead. don't mean to interrupt. I think you got go to go forward. But I really feel like you should have ended the movie here. Like, this is the point where it gets kind of long in the tooth. Okay. So where exactly would you have ended the movie? I would have ended it where they both of them go together. And then I would have had um, kid go home and, and get a woman. Mm, mm, okay. Like it's the rest of this is I don't feel like the rest of this is really necessary. I think I think this 
ran over too much. Like once you get past this part, mm-hmm. like you don't really need nothing else. Because the, the bullies, remember the bullies got caught. But You're right. You're absolutely bullies. right. And it was like, we're just going to take them down to the pier. And it was like, oh, no. And it was like, we finna whoop that. Okay, so that's handled. Um, you know, the party's done pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, all you got to do, the only thing I felt like you could have did after this was, kid gets back home, and when he gets back home, and when he opened the door, his dad be right behind him be like, oh, so you just not getting back. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. then it goes into, like, getting a whooping. Like, the rest of this stuff is a little, I feel like a little much. You know... I could have seen, if this was a movie made now, because everything is an extended universe, I could see an ending there, and then the end credits be her parents coming home for a little bit, then some more credits roll, and then you see um, a homeboy getting his butt whooped, and it's so loud that people around the neighborhood could hear. Then you show a quick little scene of the three dudes in jail, and you show another quick scene of, like, Martin packing up his stuff. Like, yeah, it, that would have been a better ending for this movie. Yeah, I feel like this, from here on, is just extra that we didn't really need. No, yeah, yeah. Because even the twist about them folks being her parents, it would have still been effective if it was, like, a quick little... 30 second scene while the credits roll like oh them was yeah, her it people been, it could have been the next day it's like dad I want you to meet my boyfriend and then it's like kid and he's like oh Shoot. yeah and that's the end and then we go on to the next movie like that yeah yeah that would have been yeah cause all this other stuff being in the refrigerator and going to jail which we can actually speed through that cause pretty much he go to jail he sing a very offensive song about people with AIDS um about being gay and like, Shit. It's very this, rape heavy. Uh, this was a horrible. This boy up to get raped. Yeah, and they were gonna stand by and watch. He had this long ass speech about like, man, look, we've been doing this all day, bro. Like, ain't you tired? You tired? Like, this has gotten us here in jail. Like, we shit, are children. Right. Why are we in school, jail? Bro? Well, I am. I know you flunk like three times but it's okay you feel me like I, I don't get it like why would you you don't like somebody so you hate somebody so much that you just be like hey you know you can rape him right yeah that's again that's it's a movie of his time and it is horrible um yeah so we pretty much after that rape song he gets out of jail his li- after that rape song. nah for real uh, play gets no play. We drop off Sharane, Sharane, Sharone, Sharona, Sharane, sure. Then we go, we drop off um, Sydney, and they give like the longest, hardest kiss ever. They swap life. tongues, like they, like he has her tongue in his mouth now, and she has his. Um, she got bedhead and shit, and then we pretty much go through the end of the movie. Like we drop him off at home and. That's that. And then plays like, hey guys, the party's over, but you guys can come over to my house and spend the night and watch Beach Street. <laughs> it's a school night. <laughs> Nigga, you know I'm already about to get in trouble. What even is this? What? Why would we do that? Why would we do that? No. Like, the sun is about to come up. It's time for school. This is weird, man. <laughs> like, this is weird. This should have, like... That's why I keep saying, like, they didn't have to do, like, you could have ended the movie 
at Shireen's house when he finally says, hey, you're my girlfriend, and we go together. Yeah. And, and then sprinkle some stuff at, throughout the credits, and there you go. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Because that, that was no reason. I don't the know. It was not necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, more time for them on screen. Maybe they had to get to a certain amount to make it. Um, yeah. Uh, why kid didn't get nervous when he walked in the house and his dad wasn't on the couch and you did not leave pillows under the cover to look like you were in bed? I would have gotten, like, why is my dad not? I must have got that overtime. <laughs> that he didn't get before. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, Ew, like don't get a bed yet. Mine. I that was a good enough ending too, but that should have been uh, the. I don't, I, like mm, that. The, I don't know, man. Um, so that's house party one. So <laughs> why you sound so disappointed? Because really? now that you brought that up, I'm like, yeah, that did go on too long. It was like <laughs> Helga Pataki and Arnold. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that went on too long. Um. Yeah, so cool. What a, what a movie night. Yeah, huh? what a movie night. What a hashtag CBN movie night. Um, shit. Okay, let's get into some, I guess, follow-up questions. Who you, who do you think had the greatest, the best story arc? I would have to say it was the whole... It had to be, I mean, who the movie basically was about. It was about Kid. Like, Kid had to go through a whole bunch of stuff in this movie. He went through a lot and he mm-hmm. got a girlfriend at the end of it. He got a he got an ass whooped. Yeah. He got his ass whooped several times. But yeah. he got a girlfriend. He understood. I think he understood. He, he got to learn about like life is not all about like fucking. Yeah. You know, trying to hit something. Yeah. Um, and he ended up getting somebody that he, you know, eventually loves. Yeah. 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 Kudos to him. I say him, but I say a close second is Bilal. I think Bilal, for all the shit he went through, and he was the comic relief. Well, Bilal and probably uh, homeboy who's crushing on kid, cause you you go through all this shit Stab. and then his name was Miss <laughs> Mamas. Um, they at the end, <laughs> and though they kind of in the same spot, the he went through. All right, man. Bilal went through a lot. Bilal now realizing finally somebody told him his breath stank. What he do with that information is up to him. He's he a good. A who? That girl at the end. Oh yeah, but who was rolling her eyes? He said she's you soft and fluffy like a biscuit. That's the same chick from the car who had the green on. Who said, "Uh, dragon breath." Like that was her. You must have pulled his dick out. Well, there you go again. Further evidence why he had a good story arc then. See, that's another mystery. Why she like him all of a sudden? Because the plot called for it. <laughs> that's that CW writing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to call that motherfucker up. Uh, let's see. Um, Before we get any further, by the way, the Hudlin brothers are in the movie as the two. Remember the two crooks when they did the refrigerator scene? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they get on that. Of course, they had to be them because why do we have to see them get on the bus? Yes, yeah. that went on for too long. <laughs> And why did that dog close the refrigerator door? <laughs> and how did they know he was in the refrigerator? I was, this fucking movie. <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
fuck them. <laughs> That's so terrible, bro. Oh my god. Terrible. Um, okay, so who had the worst story arc? Who who was like worse off with the movie? Um uh, The worst story arc? I think it would have to be Stab. Because he just relentless he relentless he was relentlessly trying to get his lover. Yeah, and he didn't he win. He didn't want him to be with that light-skinned girl. Yeah, and he didn't even get a kiss at the end. See, you know what's funny, right? <laughs> like, how did you bring this up? Now I'm just like, hmm, you you got a point. Well, <laughs> like, he was very persistent. Look, I don't want to ruin nothing for you, but um, the get-down, that's a love story. That's a polyamorous love story between two men and that woman. I'm, I, now I gotta rewatch it. Now I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, I was just saying, Mylene, uh, Shaolin, fantastic, and uh, what's the nigga? I was gonna say Ezel. What's homeboy? Anyways, they they together. No. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> um, stab. Okay, cool. I say um, I say stab too. Um. No, 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 he wasn't. No, no, Bilal was well. Kid then Bilal. Um, yeah, I probably say Stab probably had the worst story arc as well. Cause I mean, you with these two niggas, you can't be your true self. <laughs> okay. Um. So if this movie was made and released today, not made in 2019. Um. Well, no, no, no. Let me walk that back. If House Party from 1990. Let's say it was made and written and shot and everything, but it was released today for the very first time. Do you think that it would do well? Why or why not? Honestly, this would be a straight-to-Netflix movie. Okay, okay. So even with it being straight-to-Netflix, do you think it would be the cult classic that it is? Or I think so. Okay. I think, people, I think people grab on to... Netflix like Netflix have originals that people make cult classics. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what's that horror movie with the black woman and the white woman, and they do ballet or something like? I can't think of the name. Black Swan? No, that's not it. No, it's a, it's a, it's a horror movie, and like everybody, everybody loves that movie. A oh, Bird Box. I put throw Bird Box. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That was Black that's Twitter a, and Netflix originals. Yeah, and I think it, I think House Party would be a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. I think people would kind of take it for like, because you would you would think about it. it. It was if it. I think people grasp on to um, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So it would be a ninety. It's like oh, this is like a like. Look at Glow. Do you watch Glow on? Netflix? No, but I know it's successful, and I've seen an episode, and I did like it. Right. So I mean, most definitely, I think it would most definitely be one of those cult classics that people are like. Yo, did you see House Party? Like they said it in the nineties. Like mm-hmm. this is kind of like people like retro things. Yeah. People like like nostalgia. So yeah, I don't think it would come into the theaters. I most think I most definitely think in the age that we are now, it would be a, a Netflix original and mm-hmm. it would it would kill. Okay, so listeners, y'all let us know as well. CBN Movie Night, do you think if this movie was released today that it would do well? Why or why not? Please support your answer. Use that hashtag. So, uh, what what's the one, one or two things that you love the most about this film? Uh, I like the friendship and I like the the music and the dancing. Mm-hmm. Like I like, I think that the 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 most coolest thing about house party is everybody outside of like stabbing his crew are friends yeah 
they're friends and they're not friends from a, a standpoint, a situation where they is some gangster shit and they yeah. gotta be each other. Like they're friends because they go to high school. Like it's so the ba- the premise is so basic. I go to high school. These are my high school friends. We are going to have a party mm-hmm. and we're going to have fun. Yeah, yeah. No, that is true. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I liked about it as well. One is the aesthetics of it. The colors, the clothing, uh, the hairstyles. Like, there was a dude, and I may be not remembering my own life as clearly, but for as much shit as people like Lil Uzi Vert and these younger, like, mumble rappers get about the way they look and dress and stuff, these dudes had these high tops that had like blonde in it. They had these big gaudy jewelry. Like they looked good. Like they was put together. Mm-hmm. Which we're doing. We're doing that now. Everything fashion is cyclical. It it so I think I think that's what I like the most. Plus it's a very nostalgic. Anything eighties and nineties is very nostalgic for me. It could be some Hey Mickey, you so fine. It could be some. Cheers, it could be Martin and Living Single, it could be so many different things, but when it got that 80s, 90s aesthetic, I immediately love it, you know, um, it's not above, um, uh, you know, dissection, for lack of a better term, but I love it, so the aesthetic was what did it for me, um, let's see, uh, what's something that you did not like, like what was the, the, the thing that set you off that could have the movie could have did without? It went too long. Okay, man. That... It went too long, bro. Like, you really could have stopped it. I think everything wrapped up pretty good at the time where they were at Sydney's house. Sydney and Kid are boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Yeah. You, you could have easily had a flash to the next day at school. Mm-hmm. What happened when he got home. Like I said, all you had to do was end it on that, see him walking in. Grabbing the doorknob, and then his dad was like, "Oh, so you just now made it back?" And then whooping his booty, yeah. And then sprinkled in some post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that as well. I mean, that was a question: <laughs> What would you have changed? And that's it. I, I got to go with that as well. Um, before you made that observation, I don't know what I would have said. Um, maybe the lighting—it was kind of dark in some spots. Um, but like the movie itself, plot and stuff, I think that's probably what I would have did as well. And um, maybe did another round of reshoots for things like the Unsolved Mysteries. Like, why he went so hard on Jerry Curl, dude. Why, uh, quote-unquote... Uh, yeah. yeah, so I would probably either flesh that out or, like, eliminate those parts altogether. But when did Stab come out the closet? In House Party 4. I mean, by that time we in the two thousands, you know, you free, you you can you can be yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, Stab is queer. He is part of the Alphabet Gang. He is queer. No, uh, <laughs> okay. Man, fuck that. You look at that shit with adult eyes, and you see some shit that that didn't fucked up. Um, let's see. Okay, so oh, this is good. Okay, so this movie. It is in a shared universe. So, that being said, like with this film, what other properties they can? I focus on black properties, but what other TV shows and movies do you think exist in this same same universe of House Party? You know what's funny? 
You know what's funny? No. And you probably gonna think I'm crazy when I say this, but I'm gonna say Martin. So oh no! Because, because look at it. Look at it from this standpoint. Yeah, come on. A kid and Sydney never worked out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, Bilal is gone. Like he, I think he doesn't go past two, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you see Sydney in part three, and she's successful. And she's like, oh, I'm happy for you, kid, all this other stuff. And let's just say she moves to Detroit and meets Bilal, which his first name is Martin. And her middle name is Gina. And they hook up. Okay. I, I think that's <laughs> – I, I, I'm with that. I'm going to even do you one better. I think school days, Martin and Living Single, are all – in this same universe like some kind of way and it's kind of hard to make it work because in school days Jane played by Tisha Campbell that was in 88 so either this some alternate reality but we gonna squeeze this shit in here this I'm gonna make it work we gonna we gonna shove this shit in here no um leaving school days out of it um I do think Martin and Living Single are in this same space cause think about Everything you said, we have the party, they go off to college, kid and Sydney don't work, Sydney moves away, uh, so does Bilal, Sydney's homegirl, uh, Khadija James, is in uh, college together, she move away, so I, I gotta go with, and I also think Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is probably somewhere in there, but I think, um, I think Living Single and Martin are in that same space, yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Man, okay. So, see how I made that work, though. Man, look, I'm, I'm going to find a way to put school days in there. You're going you're gonna to see. You're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, if you could replace, okay, if you could replace one character in the film with yourself, who would it be? So, like, you switch out, for example, I'm the kid. principal. You ki- Oh, you kid, okay. I would be, be kid. Okay, so with the show, hands on buts about it. I will be kidding. The movie will still happen how it happened, or yeah, like I mean, but the movie would stop at like (laughs) Sydney's house. I have to go to jail. Like you get that? Oh man, rape too, dog. Yeah, that. um, I think I, I think I, I think when I watched this movie when I was a kid, um, I related to kid a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was still trying to figure out who I was. I, I went through so many different phases in my life, you know what I'm saying? And I I, I just relate more to Kid. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. I would go with Kid too, but honestly or surprisingly enough, it would be play. I would I would Wait, wanna what? I know, I know, man. Out of all the shit I just this said about this nigga. Big. I know. But <laughs> I just I feel like <laughs> I would. I would take it down to the game room. Pow, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Project. I don't, I don't use birth control. It's her fault. It's I, it gotta be played. No. Remember in the car ride back, it was like, wait, you mean you were sitting? You you didn't do it because I didn't have any condoms. Oh, he did I, say that. I completely forgot about that line. Like, oh, if she, have, if she has a baby. That's her fault. Okay, so scratch that. Let's see. I, you know what? I ain't even gonna delete that. I'm gonna keep that in there. Um, Do 
So I'm going to, you know what? To be safe, to be safe, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with kid or stab. <laughs> cause my, cause play, yeah, he's very, he's very me too ish. Wait. Fam, I completely <laughs> forgot about that line. No, I'm gonna just stick with uh, kid or uh, stab or both of them or their kid. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> um Tyler, that she ain't got a bro. That's her problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never mind, folks. Um, who would you guys want to <laughs> replace in the film? Use the hashtag CBN Movie Night. <laughs> um, who's your top favorite uh, or top three? I give you no more than three out of the film. Oh, my favorite. Um, yeah, it would have to be Kid, Sydney. Who's my third? Palau, because he had some really funny one liners. Fam. When he was yelling switch, yeah. and he was like, was like yeah. that, shit. <laughs> that motherfucker, he's annoying. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd have to go with... Like, is play number one on your list? <laughs> play, yes, no. I say kid. Uh, I want to say kid play and Bilal because I like them. But uh, I say kid... Um. No, I'm gonna go with Kid playing Blau because I did like Sydney. Um, you know I did like Shireen, 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 Laquandisha. No, um, I'm gonna say them three because I I think if this was like a spinoff and became a series, I would like to see their dynamic. I would like to see them all because I enjoyed it, but. This friendship, they did have one. Well, I mean, if it was like a TV show, I know it's a movie series. Oh, that's right, they sure the fuck did. Might have to put that on the list too. They had a cartoon. I don't know where you're gonna find it because you know, when when you when you have an all black cast cartoon, they cast you out into the damn sea. Like, I don't know where the MC Hammer cartoon is. And what about the um, Bebe's Kids movie uh, series too? Yeah. Damn, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I'm going to have to put that on the list. Um, oh, good luck finding them. When I find it, it's going on the list. No. Uh, <laughs> um, man, so would you would you recommend this movie to somebody now? Like, this came... Well, I already know your answer. But would you would you recommend House Party to somebody who just woke up from a coma from 20 years? Let me tell you something. This is a classic it's a hood classic. I ain't gonna say hood classic. It's a. I feel like it's one of those movies you gotta see. You can't just be like, I ain't never seen House Party. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's like coming to America. Like, you gotta see coming to America. I mm-hmm. feel like you gotta see House Party, especially if you're somebody that's like real big into like hip hop. Yeah. I mean, you gotta think at the, at the end of the day, and you might not wanna, you might not wanna, you know, give them they props, but kid and play. Were platinum selling rappers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they sold albums. They were popular at one point in time. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I think they were one of the few people that got a start, um, kind of got a, a chance to kick in the door with movies. And that just built their star up even more. 
Yeah, I was going to ask that if they were the first, because I can't recall there being other movies before I this. Mean, like, before that, was like Breaking, Breaking yeah. Street and stuff like that. Like, there were movies that were really hip-hop. Um, but, no, I'm saying in the way that this is, was that some artists of the time being in a movie, or was this like people who, or was? Go back. I want you. What I want you to go and look up is Beat Street. Mm-hmm. Beat Street had like some old school, like LL Cool J, oh. Run DMC, um, uh, Beastie Boys. It was a movie about hip hop. It okay. was basically Russell Simmons' biography. Well, then, if, if it was a purple. But movie, was it an original? Yeah. But you said a biography. I've I seen. Mean, just, I was just talking. About okay. Biography. Okay. Okay. I mean, it basically. It is it is it is purple rain for hip hop. Okay, purple rain for hip hop. That's like, good enough. It, like people people say that purple rain is like Prince's quote unquote biography. Like it's a, a it's really his story. Yeah. Beach Street is basically Russell Simmons' story. Okay. Okay. Hmm. When you get an opportunity, find Beach Street and watch it. That's, your, that? that's your homework. Okay. <laughs> Y'all hear that, audience? That's your homework. That might come up at, at a later episode, so be, be, pre- be prepared. Sheila E is in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who can I tell? Right? <laughs> and then he'll be like, I gotta watch it. Yeah. No, no, no. You you damn right. Uh, shit, okay. So give me, give me a final rating. We're gonna do out of 10. What do you rate this movie? <sighs> Gotta give it a 7. A 7? It was too long. Okay. It's too long, bro. It's mm-hmm. too long. Okay. Okay. I say, uh, let me see, seven because it's too long. I would say that and then the gaps in time, like the ugly girl, quote unquote ugly girl, like Cardi B coming from out of that room randomly, Jerry Curl, boy. Yeah, so I would say for those reasons, I would, I'd probably give it a, a, a mm, I'd say a, I'd say a 6.5. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say 6.5 as a rating out of 10. Yeah, and again, that's based off of those things that detracted from it. This is still a damn good movie. Very questionable towards the end, but... but it, is, it, it is a movie of its time. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You got to preface that. This is true. And if, you, if it had to stop where you said, we wouldn't have got that AIDS, rape, prison number. We wouldn't have got all that. So, yeah. That would have made it a much better movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, um, let the folks know where they can find you online. Hey, everybody. You can find me on Twitter, at ColeJackson12, and you can find me on Instagram, at ColeJackson underscore BYNK. And you can also find me on the Government Name Podcast every Tuesday. We are your checks and balances of social commentary. Um, and you can also catch me doing interviews on BYNK Radio dot net uh, we got we got some new stuff coming on the website this month so please um, support the website support this indie music support these indie content creators like Rain Coleman who is 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 a hard working man hey Rain guess what yeah. I'll tell you what What's um, I don't know fuck it let's go ahead and let people know Rain Coleman has merch <laughs> merch 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 where can they find Rain. this merch Rain Coleman has, well, you can go to the website BYK Radio where we have a shop, or they can get in touch with you, right? 
Yeah, they sure the hell you trapping, can. You trapping, you trapping them too? Yeah, <laughs> trapping them. So if you if you want to represent Carefree Black Nerd, guess what you can do, guys? You can get a sticker. That's right. You can put a <laughs> sticker on your laptop or whatever you want to do and represent Carefree Black Nerd. There you go. There you go. Put yeah, it on your, your house party invitations. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so if you want, if you want to. If you want to support this indie creator and what he's doing and help him move forward in his projects, buy a sticker. Buy a sticker or um, put it on something. Support. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's as good as a retweet. People going to ask you about it. Like, what the fuck is that? Well. And his yeah. logo is fire. It is. It's fire and desire. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This is true. So make sure to check out bynkradio.net. And contact me as well. You will have those links in the show notes, as well as Cole Jackson's links to shows and social medias and shit. Uh, what else? Oh, remember to use that hashtag CBN Movie Night when listening movie to night. this show, Movie Night, Movie Night, and other shows in this new series. I also want you to use this hashtag to vote on future episodes of CBN Movie Night. Do that for me. Um, use the hashtag and rate the movie. What, what is it? How out of ten? One out of ten? One through ten? What is it? Also, give me your top three favorite characters for the film, um, or any que- any answer to any questions we posed above. Make sure to do that. Of course, I'm Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. You can find me on Twitter at Carefree Blurred. That's the most immediate way to get in touch with me. Everywhere else, Carefree Black Nerd, and on email on email, CarefreeBlackNerd at gmail.com. So. That being said, guys, thank you all for coming in, listening to this new little project. Um, And as always, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay in your curfew. (laughs) Yeah. All right, y'all.
Ain't nobody up there. I don't play. I don't play either. That's right. I don't play. And I ain't got time to play no game with you damn kids either. Uh, you gotta come home sometime. I believe that you. I'll be waiting on this monkey ass. Come on, wake up. I'll be just like a security guard. I'm standing there waiting for you. You got my way.